Hey, and thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast. Host Lee here to introduce the Fallout New Vegas compilation episode. We started talking about Fallout New Vegas as our second feature game on the podcast. After we finished our conversation on, on Nier Automata, uh, we started talking about it in March. And by what would have been the third episode of our conversation, the office was closed due to COVID and we both started working from home and didn't want to take this uh, conversation to a uh, digital format, uh, being face-to-face to talk about a game we love was kind of the point of this podcast. So we put it on hiatus until we returned to the office in late June uh, and recorded the the final episodes of the conversation. So uh, I haven't gone through it with a fine-tooth comb. I don't know if we revisit the same things. I took some loose notes, and I believe we cover a lot of the aspects of Fallout New Vegas and why we like it, and also cover just a general sweeping uh, you know, of RPGs of its time, what it did that others didn't, and uh, what it offers as someone who might be trying to approach it today. It's over 10 years old now. Uh, there, there are alternatives. So we'll try to put over Fallout New Vegas as best we can with a conversation that spans four months. Enjoy all six parts of Fallout New Vegas and listen to Public Beta Podcast every Wednesday. Uh, we start our third feature game conversation this coming week. Uh, the beginning of August 2020, with Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, so check that out, and without further ado, take it away, me. War. War never changes. When atomic fire consumed the earth, those who survived did so in great underground vaults. When they opened, their inhabitants set out across the ruins of the old world to build new societies, establish new villages, form new tribes. As decades passed... What had been the American Southwest united beneath the flag of the New California Republic, dedicated to old world values, democracy, and the rule of law. As the Republic grew, so did its needs. Scouts spread east, seeking territory and wealth in the dry and merciless expanse of the Mojave Desert. They returned with tales of a city untouched by the warheads that had scorched the rest of the world and a great wall spanning the Colorado River. The NCR mobilized its army and set it east uh, to occupy the Hoover Dam and restore it to working condition. But across the Colorado, another society had arisen under a different flag. A vast army of slaves forged in the conquest of 86 tribes, Kaisar's Legion. Four years have uh, passed since the Republic held the dam just barely against the Legion's onslaught. The Legion did not retreat. Across the river, they gathered strength. Campfires burned. Training drums beat. Through it all, the New Vegas Strip has stayed open for business under the control of a mysterious overseer. Mr. House and his army of rehabilitated tribals and police robots. You are the courier, hired by the Mojave Express to deliver a package to the New Vegas Strip. What seemed like a simple delivery job has taken a turn for the worse. (laughs) Fault New Vegas, baby. So, right away, (laughs) I'm just going to say outright... Out of all the Bethesda fallouts and the Elder Scrolls, this is so by and far the best one, in my opinion, anyway, that it's not even c- close. It's take any of those games with any of the great gameplay, great, but New Vegas has the that obsidian writing. Right. So and it's uh, unfucking touchable. The let, let's break down the fourth wall here and just kind of set up this game for what it is. Uh, Fallout New Vegas, our new feature on the podcast here, is a post-apocalyptic action role-playing game. It is a spin-off of the Fallout series and was developed by Obsidian Entertainment, who you might know for Kotar 2. Kotar 2. Uh, most recently, Outer Worlds. Yes, they also uh, done... A um, number of games. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think, but I can't think now because I'm in uh, the, Published I'm in by the Bethesda Softworks. Uh, it was re- uh, announced in April of 2009 and released for PC, PS3, and 360 on October 19th of 2010. The game is set in a post-apocalyptic open-world environment that encompasses a region consisting of parts of Nevada, California, and Arizona. It is set in a world that deviated onto an alternate timeline thanks to Atomic Age technology, which we'll get into a little bit in a second, which eventually led to its devastation by a nuclear apocalypse in the year of 2077 in an event referred to as the Great War. This war uh, was caused by a major international conflict between the United States and China over natural resources. The main story of New Vegas takes place in the year 2281, four years after the events of Fallout 3. It is not a direct sequel, uh, but it does mark the return of several elements found in the Black Isle Studios developed Fallout 2. Yes, because this one is very closely related to Fallout 2, who... From what I understand, lots of people who worked on Obsidian New Vegas also worked on Fallout 2. Um, Absolutely. There's lots of similarities between them. Uh, Fallout 2 and Fallout New Vegas are really the only games that mention uh, the concept of tribes in the wasteland. Mm -hmm. Um, Being people basically reverted back to an older time where they would be somewhat primitive just kind of go on campsites and hunt animals and shit. Just living, man. Yeah, whereas Fallout <laughs> 1, 3, 4, it's, they don't really touch upon that in any great detail. It's going to hit the second paragraph a little and then we'll, we'll spin out. Sure. Uh, players take control of a character known as The Courier. While transporting a package across the Mojave Desert to the city of New Vegas, The Courier is ambushed, robbed of the package, shot in the head, and left for dead. After surviving, The Courier begins a journey to find their would-be killer and recover the package, makes friends and enemies among various factions, and ultimately becomes caught up in a conflict that determines who will control New Vegas and the Mojave Desert, or not. Yeah, or not. <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, from a gameplay point of view, uh, primarily a first-person game like Bethesda games before it. You can play in third-person, but it's very janky. It's a little janky, yeah. Uh, so you a have, little. Uh, yeah, <laughs> guns, big. melee, uh, speech, sneak, explosives, Repair, explosives. energy weapons, uh, all at your uh, ex- disposal, just like Fallout 3. Uh, there's some enhancements here in terms of gameplay with a Iron Sights uh, aiming feature weapon mods weapon mods as well uh, these are things that c- continued on into Fallout 4 in some yes. way shape or form that Bethesda did not introduce in 3 yeah. uh, not to shit on 3 Fallout 3 is a great game in its yeah. own right but it's I think it's so different from New Vegas yes atmospherically tonally uh, in many in many many ways yes uh so, as, as we mentioned here, the game opens with a cutscene. Uh, you see your hands are bound. Uh, you hear the speech I gave delivered by Ron Perlman. Uh, in a, in much better than I, I was able to do. Uh, Chandler from Friends is standing there Matthew, in a smoking coat. Matthew Perry playing the... Uh, I don't want to say the main antagonist because he's not really... He's playing no. a antagonist called Benny. Yes. And um, Benny tells you, you know... Uh, you may think you got dealt a bad hand, but the truth is, the game's been raked from the start. Daddy-o, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Daddy-o, bang, bang, boom, baby. <laughs> bang, bang, boom, baby. Uh, this guy needs this package you were to deliver to the New Vegas Strip and shoots you in the head and leaves you in a shallow, shallow grave. grave. Uh, thankfully, a robot uh, digs you out. Yeah. Oh, thanks, robot. And brings you to the local town doctor named Doc Mitchell. Who can, reconstructs your face. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the technology in the Fallout universe. As we said, as it's described in Atomic Age technology, so it's kind of like the world 
from a pop culture point of view, is stuck in the 50s, 60s. Atomic Family. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the music in the game, however, is from even before that. Yeah. And then in New Vegas, it introduces a lot of music from the real world, mind you. Uh, your Big Crosbys and stuff that were from a later stage. Yeah, you have to understand that since this game is based in New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, yeah. and stuff like that, um, it has a very hard Western yes. feel and aesthetic to it. Yeah. So not only is it has that atomic family aspect, and it's definitely there... But I would say it's even overshadowed more so by the 50s right. cowboy western shit they had going on in Vegas. So we have a space age nuclear family thing going on. We have atomic technology. We have fucking cowboys, cowboys. essentially. Yes. Uh, on top of it being the future and a post-apocalypse where you have raiders. And also and, the Roman army. <laughs> and also the Roman army <laughs> yes. shows up. Uh, so lots going on in this yeah. game. So if you're not familiar with the Fallout universe, uh, it's based on the tabletop game called Wasteland. We're not going to go into that. No. Uh, there are retrospectives online. One of the best ones is done by game trailers, the defunct game trailers. They have a Fallout retrospective that will bring you up to speed on all the previous games, and it's very thorough yeah. and highly recommended. And I'd be hard-pressed to find anybody listening to this podcast that isn't familiar with Fallout. With Fallout yeah, as we've said before on One the podcast. One of the biggest gaming franchises. We're going to jump into a lot of concepts here in terms of role-playing, and we're, we're not going to explain what strength is. Yeah. Uh, it's just inherent that you're going to know what we're talking about. Yeah. So... Uh, you design your character. Uh, apparently, initially, Asidian was going to actually have baked-in backstories. Not necessarily telling you by the numbers who you are. Sometimes that's nice in a role-playing game if you want some, like a guideline yeah. to think in that terms of that character. Instead, what they've went with is a completely clean slate. Unlike Fallout 3 and Fallout 4, where there was a family There's thing a at stake. There's a There's a ticking you. clock yeah. uh, as well, where she's like, my son has been taken, or my, my dad is missing. Yeah. Uh, this, this game's like, nope, you're a bum in the wasteland. You got a job. Whether you are a career courier or not, doesn't matter. It doesn't give you... It's it's not telling you that there's things you should care about, like Fallout 4, like you should care about your son and your wife. Yeah. It's not telling you... Like, you Fallout should. 3, you should care about your dad that <laughs> ran away. You have to care about your dad that ran away. Fallout New Vegas is a clean fucking slate. All they say is, you were a courier, that's it. Your personality, your emotions, your uh, alignment, how you figure yourself on the alignment chart goes, how you approach combat, how you approach people, how you problem solve, is all up to you. Yeah, and, and your stats. You orga- <laughs> Yes, you organically create the personality of your character through your playthrough. And this is uh, greatly exemplified through the dialogue system. Right. So the writing in this game is the best in the Fallout it's franchise. It's not easily. fucking close. Yeah. Uh, Obsidian is really good at giving you lots of speech options that are very varied, very yes. different. Uh, you can take things in a lot of different uh, situations. And, of course, all the Fallout games and, and Elder Scrolls games have this. But, but it's, it's the, so much yeah. greater in New Vegas. You have the overly... Like nice dialogue options where you go, you bend your back just to help people. You have the straight man, so you're just like, okay, I can do that for yeah. a few caps. You have the asshole route, you're just like, frig off. You have the psychopath <laughs> route. Just like, frig off. No, yeah. yeah, you have the psychopath route where you can, like, you're gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna rip off your arms and eat you and then kill yeah. your dog. And, and then you just, everything, everywhere in between. And there's also a difference between what you say and what you do. Because you can play yourself as an exemplar of the wasteland and turn around and blow pe- innocent people's heads off at your whim. And it's gonna change how these different factions see you. So New Vegas has a litany of of factions in this game. There are smaller ones, there are bigger ones, there are ones that factor into the end of the game, there are ones that are completely optional, uh, and they're all over the place. And how you interact with these people, or even their neighbors, and and etc., will influence uh, where you can go in the game easily, or if people attack you on sight. Yeah, Uh, so, and this, like, 
great. I, I, I personally really enjoy the faction system. Mm-hmm. I understand why people some people don't like it. It's very stressful at some points. Yeah. So if there's two warring factions and I help out one, if I help them out too many times, the other one might straight up just refuse to ever talk to me again. Right. And now I'm shoot on sight to them. And so you have to... If you want to be good with everybody, you have to do a very delicate balance of the game. There's uh, some points in the game that give you a uh, do-over. Uh, so, example, when Kaisar invites you to his, his camp, uh, he actually gives you a letter that absolves you of, of any vilification yeah. by the Legion. Uh, so if you decide to get into a shootout with them early in the game and they're now attacking you on site, eventually in the game when you get to the Vegas Strip... Yes, but that's your one and only You're white clean, yes. yeah. Uh, so the the main faction you're going to deal with at the beginning of the game is the NCR, the New California Republic. These are guys that are trying to bring back democracy to the United States uh, via military might. Basically, they're just army dudes, soldiers. Yeah, uh, so they were very briefly touched upon, actually, in Fallout 1, I believe. They're, yes. Uh, one of the first camps you go to in Fallout 1 talks about this stuff. Shady Sands, I believe it was called. Wow. And this is what <laughs> eventually developed into the NCR. So, they, yes, they established a democracy kind of. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're not bad guys by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. In fact, doing but, quests for them and allying yourself with them at the beginning of the game well, there is, is no, for your benefit. There is yeah. no bad or good guys in no. this game, with few exceptions like cannibals. Obviously bad people. D- depending on how you... But the yeah. main <laughs> factions of the game are very great. Just like current day politics. Like Wow. There's lots of... Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of good to come out of a democracy, like the states and stuff, but there's lots of bad out of it, like uh, corruption, like um, forcing people into service. Yes. Um, taxation on certain places where they can't afford taxation. It's a lot of controlling of the language in that NCR, if you are arrested by them for breaking their rules, again, this is the post-apocalypse, there are no fucking rules, yeah. uh, you're put into servitude. You basically become a slave to the NCR. Uh, whereas in Kaisar's... Not really. League, you're not really a slave. They're, they're the great cons when you... Uh, fight them at Boulder City when you're trying to get them to stand down. He's just like, going with them and being arrested is not an option. It's like 10 years of service for what they've done or something. Yeah. The way he describes it. Yes. Um, so it's it's like an old style, very remnant USA right. military. So the entire game kind of fixates around this New Vegas Strip. Somehow it was unaffected by the warheads that were dropped in 2077. China nukes the United States. That's basically the, the backstory of Fallout and everything that takes place in these games is, is hundreds... Uh, year of years afterwards, yes. unless it's Fallout seventy six, when it's twenty years later. Anyway, uh, let's let's get back down to it. You find you you wake up, uh, you find yourself in Doc Mitchell. Doc Mitchell. Doc Mitchell reconstructs yeah. your face, so that bullet must have done a number on you. But hey, Atomic Age it's technology. A great ex- it's a great excuse to de- to change your character's appearance because right. you're like, let me know if I got it right, and then you choose your appearance. So you stumble through the character creator in this game. Uh, which isn't very robust. You basically it choose your, need your face, your hair, your facial you're hair. You're playing in first person 90% yeah. of the time. Or you so. should be anyway. Yeah. Uh, he then shows you the special Matic or whatever machine. The Vigor machine. Uh, the Vigor machine. Yes. Uh, where you choose your basic stats. In Fallout, they are based on special strength, perception, endurance. Intelligence. Per- inte- no, I'm at P. Perception. Oh. Uh, intelligence, agility. Luck. Luck. We did it! Uh, all of these stats influence your base stats for your skills, which yeah. are things like small gun proficiency, speech Repair. skill, uh, all your checks you would get in like a D&D-esque... Yeah. Repair, uh, demolition, yeah, survival, speech, uh, speech yeah. uh, sneaking, pickpocketing. 
Uh, so you choose that. How you spec your character immediately uh, changes how you can interact with characters in the game. So if you are a very low intelligence, a lot of your speech options will be almost unintelligible. You'll just be like, duh. On the flip side, if you have high intelligence, you will get speech checks that uh, have to do with, with your speech. Yeah, or if someone's just like, damn, my radio is broken. Well, if you happen to have 15 points into repair, you have the option to say, hey, I can take a look at that for yeah. you, and you so, fix it. So that... Uh, more deeply uh, helps flesh out your character, what they're able to do, how they're able to deal with scenarios. Yeah, as opposed to, yeah. like, Fallout 3, where 90% of checks like that are speech-based only. Yeah. They tried to very much vary that up in New Vegas, so if I'm... Spe- in terms of speaking to a, an NPC, because in, in Fallout 3, there were still definitely things you walked up to, and it's like 35 repair to fix yes, this bomb. Yes, but or now, like, I can talk to mechanics, and if I have high repair skill, I can get past something that, right. I, that I couldn't do if I just if, had... Speech. If someone's lying to you about a medical... Thing, and I have and a you have good... high medicine skill. You can, yes. you can correct them, yes, for example. Exactly. Uh, so that's something that we'll kind of revisit throughout the game in terms of alternate ways to deal with scenarios. Uh, but we won't really talk about it anymore. When you level up, you get a certain amount, a stipend, if you will, of, of these skill points to split however you see fit. Uh, it is not like Oblivion where your skills go up based on what you're doing in the game. Uh, you are directly saying, oh, I want this skill and leveling it up. Yeah. On top of that, you have perks. Every few levels in this game, I think it's every four, two... Two, four, eight, whatever. Three. Whatever the hell it is. Uh, You have these perks that are additional gameplay augments. And they go from anything from, hey, you get special speech options when you talk to someone of the opposite sex and you do 10% more damage to them. To, hey... You can oh, eat shit. people now. Yeah, you, you can eat dead bodies now to regain health. You can... That, those are two very extreme examples of what these perks yeah, are. And then uh, some of them will be like accuracy in, increases. There's adamantium skeleton, which I always you, take. Yeah, if you're wearing glasses, uh, your accuracy increases. So that's not a perk. That's the next thing. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, that Fallout New Vegas has that I believe Fallout 4 had as well, uh, which are further gameplay augments such as Wacky Wasteland and, uh, yeah, Four Eyes or whatever it's called, where if you're wearing glasses, you get plus one perception. If you are not, you get negative one perception. Yeah. Uh, and stuff like that further augments for the game or ways to build your character um, There, there's uh, skills that give you EXP bonuses on level up there are ones that give you extra I always go intelligence personally at the beginning of the game because it gives you more skill points I always put uh, uh, all mine into charisma Oh really? I every Most of every playthrough I've done in New Vegas I always go into it with a very high speech skill Yeah, yeah. me too Um Usually, if I was playing the game for the first time, for example, I would always go with a high diplomatic character versus something someone that's just for uh, battle, let's say. A murder hobo. Now, that being said, uh, Fallout New Vegas introduced something called the Hardcore Survival Mode, uh, which is an optional thing, optional, square, optional <laughs> thing you can turn on, uh, which means you have to drink, eat, sleep, uh, which isn't as bad as it sounds. These are very lenient meters that you have to keep up. Uh, but most importantly, healing becomes a problem as stim packs and other healing items don't heal you instantly. Meaning if you're under heavy fire, that could be the end of you. Um, damage is very much... Damage increased. to your limbs, head, feet, whatever. Yeah, if you take a, a shotgun blast to the arm, your arm is going to be incapacitated and you cannot use a stim pack to heal it. You need a doctor's bag. Yeah. There's only so many of those. Uh, so extended periods of wandering the wasteland become... That much more... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I, I like the hardcore mode because I feel like I'm earning every step I'm taking. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, playing on very easy and blasting everyone's heads off, equally fun in this game. Yeah, everything um, is fun in this game. So Reed tends to play just under normal difficulty, let's yeah. say. I tend to do the hardcore mode uh, so that I'm... It makes you pay more attention to the environment as well because suddenly I'm like, oh shit, a, a box of mashed potatoes... 
I'll take that. Uh, whereas before, you'd be like, oh, that's that's nothing. That's useless. It makes you look at the game in a very different way. Yeah. Uh, if you have the DLC canteen, really handy in the survival mode because you'll take a dri- uh, drink from it when you're uh, thirsty. Uh, these meters, if they fill up, if you have lack of sleep, lack of food, uh, etc., they will uh, they will cause detriments to your to your stats. Let's yeah. say uh, so. Now we've gotten a huge thing out of the way. Uh, Doc Mitchell figures figures you out, gets you your vigor machine, uh, asks you, shows you an ink blot test, uh, asks you what you see here, asks you some questions that help determine your character just based on those answers, helping shape characters uh, in case the player doesn't want to do it themselves. Uh, after that, he gives you a Pip Boy. Uh, which you might know from the Fallout as series. As he is from a vault. So you're not playing yes. as a vault dweller for like, the first time maybe ever. No, you're a person born in the wastes. Yeah, Fallout yeah. 2, uh, you also don't play as a vault dweller. So. Yeah, you're just a guy, uh, which is nice. So Doc Mitchell <laughs> in terms says... terms of a role-playing game. Doc Mitchell says you should check in with Judy at the bar as she likes to know everybody that comes through town. And this would basically start the main quest for you. Right. But Fallout New Vegas is a very open free game so as soon as i walk out of doc mitchell's house if i wanted to i can say fuck that i'm not talking to judy i'm not talking to anybody i could just run to the strip right so i could start the main quest from there on yes so on your first playthrough uh it might behoove you as a player of video games to find out who shot you and follow that thread immediately obviously there's some tutorialization at the beginning of the game when you talk to trudy at the bar uh she will tell you hey go talk to sunny or whatever her name is she'll teach you how to shoot give you a rifle uh kind of teach you how to survive yeah um if you need it, you can. Of course, anything in this game is basically skippable. You can kill a lot of these characters. You can no. There. Yeah. Okay. I'll say this right now, so we can get this I'm out of the way. This right now. There is no <laughs> essential NPCs in New Vegas, and what I mean by that, if you played Fallout Three or Skyrim or Fallout Four, a lot of people going unconscious. Yes, and shot in the head. There's some people when you shoot them, they just go. This person's unconscious. They'll fall to the ground, and after a certain amount of time, they'll get back up and start walking around again. Why is that, Reed? Uh, because they are needed for quests. They're essential. You cannot complete the game with us certain characters. New well, that Vegas, breaks my immersion. Yes. New Vegas <laughs> said, fuck that. Guess what? You can kill everybody in this game. And there are playthroughs, specifically many a true nerd on YouTube. Check out his Kill Everything playthrough. He kills literally everything he meets or talks to. Yes, you will fail a lot of quests, but you can complete the main story just fine. A uh, little bit of a light spoiler here. The only... And this is even an essential NPC. There's a robot called Yes Man that is needed to complete the game if you if you fuck up everything else. He's like your he's like your uh, get out of jail card because you fucked up the game too bad. Um, you can kill him, but since he's a robot, he just sends his programming to another robot body and comes back. Right, and that's the only character that See, comes near back. automata shit right there. That's the only character that comes back. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it's like like Lee said, if you said, I just want to fucking shoot Judy instead of talk to her, you absolutely can. It's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, so yeah, you can kind of hit the road. After you talk to Trudy, you kind of learn what direction these guys were going. Uh, you can help out the town. There is a conflict going on. There's a guy hiding out in the town from the Powder Gangers, which are a group of prisoners who have taken over a nearby correctional facility. After they... Uh... It was owned by the NCR. Yes. And they overcame their NCR uh, guards, you could yes. say. And they have taken over the camp and now formed a new gang. Now the inmates run the asylum. Yes. Uh, as it were. So they're basically trying to strong arm this nearby community that you're to in. To give up this Good guy. Springs. To yeah. give up the guy and then also take over the town at some point. Right. Uh, so that's kind of the first conflict you're met with that you don't have to deal with. You don't, uh, yeah. You can, <laughs> either, you can either side with the powder gangers. Mm-hmm. You can either sign with the town. Or, or you could just say, fuck it. 
Yeah. I'm gonna Or yeah, you could do, you yeah. could say that you're gonna help Good Springs and then you can say you're gonna help the powder gangers and then just do right. one or the other. Either way, uh, we start the main quest back in the saddle. Uh, Sunny teaches you the ropes. Eventually, you learn you're going to have to head south down the highway. It's a bit of a trek, not as the crow flies. There are some topography in the middle. If you head north out of town, it's into a death claw nest, which are considered some of the most yeah, dangerous enemies I, in the game. Yeah, several NPCs yeah. are telling you, you could go north to get to the strip, but you're probably, there's, it's too dangerous. You'll get fucked up. Yeah. yeah, so if you're like, I'm a video, I'm an, I'm a I'm pro, an expert. I'm a pro gamer boy. I am going to go north. You will get fucked up, and there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Uh, the Pip-Boy tracks all your quests. It has your inventory, uh, tracks your status, all the stuff like that. You're going to be picking up audio logs, letters, uh, all kinds of extra stuff to read. There's the a radio. lot of Yeah, there's a lot of environmental storytelling in this game in particular. Uh, there are some areas of the game that are in, it is entirely told through environmental entirely. storytelling, like Vault 11. Yes. Uh, so when you decide to hit the highway here... Uh, I mean, let's talk... Before we have, to, we have to end it for today, I feel like we got... A lot of the broad strokes out of the way. Yeah. Now we can talk about the specific areas of the game come next week. But uh, with the Powder Gangers, you can buy your way into there. You can shoot your way into there. Uh, ultimately, you need to deal with the situation. It's good for some experience points at the beginning of the game. Or you uh, don't need to. I, no, the, exactly like right. a, Most of my playthroughs, I never end up dealing with the Powder Gangers. Yeah. Uh, it kind of depends on what you want to do. Obviously, if you have revenge uh, as your number one thing, I want to find this guy who shot me and left me in a shallow grave. Uh, I want to figure out the mystery of what happened to to me as a courier. Uh, the place you are going to go next is Prim, uh, which yeah. is south on the road. Where hey, guess what? Some raiders took over a, a, a casino there, and the NCR are too lazy. Are too lazy, or or what? What happened? They just don't to want to go back. in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're kind of confronted with that. So uh, in terms of the main quest, right off the bat, you can defend that town with the people of Good Springs against the Powder Gangers. You can side with the, the Powder Gangers and take over the town. You can do neither. Uh, you can, the game is already giving you all these options. And then within the quest itself, at any point, you can turn on the quest. Yeah. Uh, so you can lead them both along until you you, you feel it is, now. now's my chance. Or just uh, like everything else, just like every other quest yeah. or anything in the game, you could just say, you know what, I'm just going to kill them both. Uh, absolutely. Right. So the thing with the Power Gangers is like you get an audience with their leader. And maybe at that point you're like, oh, I'm going to take this guy out and really fuck these guys up. Only it's a room full of 23 guys since the beginning of the game. Yeah, so Might not be in your best no, interest. But if you wanted to play that character where the ends justify the means, he could say, you know, killing 10 people in Good Springs is worth it to kill 100 people at... Uh at a, right. at a prison. And the game isn't just about killing people. Uh, there oh, no. are dip- diplomatic solutions to a lot of these scenarios. And if your character is physically weak, uh, isn't good in a gunfight, if you went with a speech character like me and Reed do, at the beginning of the game, you are paper thin, especially in survival mode. You will not take direct fire. And yeah. it's the fucking wasteland. Everybody's got a pool cue or a knife or a gun to shove up your ass. You gotta be ready. Yeah. Gotta be ready. And we will be ready. <laughs> Next week. Next week. When our conversation on New Vegas continues. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a... There's going to be a, uh, a lot more story stuff to talk about now that we got a lot of the gameplay and mm-hmm. mechanics out of the way, which is nice. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, we're going to head south down the... I was the I-6 to Prim. Uh, the thing I also really like about New Vegas is there is a sense of an adventure right from the... Like, you aren't going from point A to point B. Your confrontation with these people who have shot you is multiple hours down the line. You are just tracing yes. little traces of them. And just like yeah. the classic Western motif, you are... Blown into town. Yeah, you yeah. are a drifter <laughs> going to different towns. And while they may know how to get 
how to get you to your next destination, they they also have a problem. That they want you, their pound of flesh. Yeah, yeah. They either you can either help them or don't help them. But either way, you're going yeah. to these towns. You have new problems to encounter before you move on to the next town and the next right. problem. So it depends on how you want to role play. Obviously, if you come across Manny Vargas. And you're like, listen, man, I need to know where these guys went. And he's like, I'll tell you once it you deal to... with this ghoul problem. Yes, or you could just pickpocket say... him, and yeah. he's got the information. Or right you on. could break into his hotel yeah. room and just find it. Threaten him with a baseball bat, kill him, whatever the fuck you want yeah. to do. Uh, so I think next episode we will we will make sure not to continuously say or not uh, at the end of every quest. <laughs> uh, what we're trying to get across in this game is that the player agency is is really important. Uh, Obsidian has written a game where at any point in any quest you can fucking walk away. Uh, and and it's and it's and, fine and, and yeah. everywhere in between there. Yes, you yeah. feel like you are influencing events by your own accord, not that something is happening because of you or that it, it, you're the chosen one. That's not the case in this game at all. Yeah, uh, and you're definitely and, a gear in in the machine, but sure. you're not the machine. And it's yeah, cosmically, the person who has shot you, Benny. Uh, we learn that he has big plans, and when it, either. When you meet up with him, it basically opens the game up to be... Uh, you can follow through on his plans. You can do nothing. You can... And it's amazing. Uh, and every time you get to that point in the game, you, you really kind of look at everything you've done. You're like, what would this character do? And that's what's fascinating about New Vegas. Yes. Is the role-playing happens to you whether you like it or not. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll be back with part two of New Vegas. Thank you for uh, signing up for the Public Beta Podcast. For myself, Lee, and for Reed, we'll talk to you again next week. Getting all upset. I need to talk about Fallout New Vegas. Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> Part 2. Yeah, ring-a-ding-ding, baby. Uh, so last week we tried to give a sweeping oversight of the game, including the first few hours of the game, which see you uh, arriving at Prim. General gameplay mechanics, how the RPG yeah. systems work. So now that me and you are both playing this game again, I feel like we were able to dig in a little more on very specific things in this game, including systems. Uh, so as we did with Nier Automata, I would like to spend the beginning of each part of these kind of explaining an aspect of the game. Uh, we kind of talked about factions last time, uh, how you can be vilified, hated, loved, beloved by certain factions, and yeah. that will do anything from uh, the merchants will give you better prices to... to people randomly attacking you in, in the, the streets. middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, we also have to talk about there was a repair mechanic, and don't confuse this with the repair mechanic from Fallout 76... Which, by comparison... Okay, so I'm used to playing Fallout 76 as the most recent Fallout I played. If you eat some gunfire for a little bit, your fucking armor is is shit-ass. In Fallout New Vegas, playing on hardcore mode, even, uh, I was able to take direct fire, grenades, etc., and the repair on my stuff goes down very little. It's very lenient in that way. It's really just something you have to think about in the back of your mind. It is a stat you can increase, uh, which allows you to repair. It, it gives you a reason to get duplicates of the same item. Right. Which I personally enjoy. Yes. It, it, it gives you a constant fuel progression. Right. Even if it, even if you don't... Well, as, a, as armor weapons... Uh, ar- I'm sorry. As armor articles uh, degrade, the defense rating on them goes down as well. Yeah, so there's this thing in Fallout 4 that is such a weird place so they have the whole weapon mod system, right? But there's no durability to a weapon. So if I get a submachine gun and trick it the fuck out, 
I kill an enemy, they also have a submachine gun that's tricked the fuck out. Why would I want to pick it up? Why don't I just change my current one? Because you can turn it into screws and steel. Yeah, there, yeah, <laughs> there's there's not really any yeah. reason. Whereas in New Vegas, oh, I have a Varminol rifle already, but I came across another one. Well, yeah. at least I can pick it up and use it. It to adds to the my the RPing aspect of it too, because as your weapons degrade, not only do they do less damage, they can begin to jam. Yeah. Uh, so while you're firing them, they could be fucked up. While you go to reload them, you could have to reload it a second time. And when you're getting attacked crucial. by Cazadors, yeah. is goddamn yes. terrifying. So in hardcore mode, your health goes down very quickly, but the degradation on your uh, items and stuff are the same as they are in the regular mode. I'm yeah. playing on hardcore again. Uh, and again, something I noticed compared to the Fallout 4 hardcore mode which is for masochists only, it's fucking insane. The hydration, the food, the sleep meter, very manageable. In fact, you will forget about them most of the time you're playing. It's just something that's there and eventually you will get thirsty or you will get hungry and you'll you'll have your fucking nuts or whatever you're carrying with you to eat your purified water or whatever it just adds to something you have to do you'll find yourself sleeping at night not only is it more dangerous at night with the lack of visibility uh, but you'll find yourself I need to sleep at some point in this game it might as well be during the nighttime. so you kind of plan your day in New Vegas so I'm like what can I do it's it's 10am now I'm gonna go do the side quest and come back and then go to sleep now that I'm in Novak myself I have the motel room there which is kind of my base of operations where I can dump things I want to keep sell things to the dino mic gift shop etc uh, so that's kind of uh, weapon and, and armor management. There are different classes of armor. There's light, medium, heavy. They weigh more in your inventory, uh, which becomes very important, especially they in hardcore mode. movement speed, but not, right. not anything too crazy. As someone who often wears light armor, I always find the, the movement speed decrease really a bummer. Uh, so I always try to stick to light armor. No, I, I'm a medium armor kind of guy. I really like the riot gear that you can buy out of the vendor in the in the... Yeah, what's you always the, talk about this ride what's here. What's the DLC that I... The Gunrunner's Arsenal? No, no, no. No, Lonesome Road. no, no. No, so Lonesome Road, the DLC, you can access it between uh, Nipton and the Ranger Station. Right. Um, Only the DLC itself is rated for like level 30 plus, Yes, right? but you don't have to fight any enemies in the very beginning, and you can access this vending machine that, if you have 5,000 caps, you can buy factionless riot gear. Yeah. So it's the riot gear off the cover of New Vegas, um, except this is factionless, so you won't be disguised as anything, which is... Perfect. Yeah, armor looks great. Has a great armor rating. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, it's good stuff. That's a that's a little trick from Reed. Yes, uh, I did not do that. Even though I have the DLC, so I'm just kind of wearing whatever I got. I do it's have. The, all, it's the only DLC you haven't played, if I'm correct. About that, that is correct. I have never. I haven't completed Old World Blues. And I have never touched the Lonesome. Yeah, World. and as opposed to that, the only DLC I have played is Lonesome Road. Well, shit. <laughs> then we complete each other. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what we want to talk about for New Vegas. Right off the top, let's talk about the trip through Prim. Uh, so. Your character, still looking for answers to who shot him and where they have gone, has finds himself in Prim. There is an NCR camp just outside. Uh, they are just kind of posted up. They have landmined the bridge so that the raiders can't come across. Yeah, but in the town proper, yeah, we got problems. A bunch, yeah, very recently a bunch of raiders have uh, seemingly taken over the town. The Bison Steve Hotel and Casino. Yeah, and they have taken uh, the sheriff of the local yes. town settlement. Where do you want to the call deputy. it? Hostage. Yeah. The deputy. So, uh... <laughs> So you you head into town. Uh, there's a couple guys just kind of milling around in front of the casinos. You take them out. Uh, the NCR not really willing to do anything. They're just kind of holding their own ground. You find the Mojave Express, which is the courier service that you were hired by. Uh, when you go into the Vicky Vance Casino, which is across the street where all the current residents of Prim are holed up, uh, you find the proprietor of the Mojave Express, and you kind of explain to him what happened uh, to you. He suggests you should talk to the deputy 
uh, because I think he knows where those guys were headed. The deputy, unfortunately, as you mentioned, kidnapped in the Bison Steve Hotel. Uh, this You can also push this guy in for information at this point, and he tells you that you weren't the only courier. There were multiple couriers that were uh, signed up to carry some seemingly uh, unimportant things, such as a pair of dice, a chess piece. Yeah, actually, uh, if you go to the Mojave Express office in the same yeah. town, there's a dead courier just outside his door. Yes. And if you check his note, he has been asked to escort a pair of large fuzzy dice. Right. Uh, the other thing that he mentions to you is it, it was uh, Victor the Robot who hired... Uh, hired the six couriers. He's like, here's the things. I need these delivered. Uh, so something's going up. Someone's killing these couriers. There's something more to the thing you were carrying that you don't know yet. So let's go into the Bison Steve and shoot the fuck out of it. <laughs> um, it should be noted also before this, if you talk to Johnny uh, Nash, who is the... The guy I was just talking yes. about. Yeah. So if you ask him about um, your delivery specific, and this yeah. has a lot to do with Lonesome Road, but this was added in the game before Lonesome Road even came out, which right. I think it's so interesting. He just goes, no, we had another it's courier. when you plan out your game. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we had another courier that was going to take your specific package. And then saw he your saw your name, name yeah. and he said, you know what, let him take it. I'm not going to touch this one. Yeah. And, like, if you played this game before Lonesome Road came out, you'd just be like, okay, that's weird. Maybe it'll come out later. And it never does until Lonesome Road. And the whole DLC is essentially about that one little line in that game. And that's so fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, there's also a robot working in the Vicky Vance. They'll tell you all about it. Vicky Vance uh, were robbers. They were, like, a... Like a Bonnie and Clyde type. Yeah. They're, sh- they're shot up cars there. And then if you do a side quest later, you can get their uh, submachine gun yeah. as well. Uh, so, uh, you can also gamble in this casino. It's the first casino in the game, by the way. Um, I've never gambled. Never gambled. Never gambled. There, uh, there, so you can exchange your caps for, like, uh, chips, essentially. And then gamble in all the casinos in the game, including Vicky Vance. Uh, where you can play VLT machines or uh, cards. And, yeah, just like any self-respecting RPG. Right. Money at some point becomes no object. And, uh, you know, speaking of Gwent, uh, <laughs> Fallout New Vegas has its own uh, card game called Caravan. And if you can explain to me how that fucking card game I've works. I've never played it before. No? No. Uh, so another thing in the game is you can buy cards. Like, you make your own deck in Caravan. So while you're out in the world or while you're at Merchants and stuff, you're buying single playing cards to make a deck to play this game with. And I've tried playing it a few times. I, I off the top of my head, could not tell you how it works. Yeah, no, I have no interest. I'm playing are, New Vegas. Uh, just like I played Witcher 3 to play Witcher 3. Yeah, I am playing New Vegas. New play New Vegas. It's I'm not ter- the shit on Gwent because no. everybody says it's... Gwent's like a standalone game now. Yeah, people are so hyped about Gwent. Um, I'm hyped, not shit on it at all for Gwent. But there's so much to do and do in Witcher Three. I did not want to do a sixty-hour sidetrack. But it's there. Yeah. Uh, so like all great games, New Vegas offers you this whole thing where you can find people to play. Yeah, caravan it's, against. it's this whole other yeah. game inside the game. If you so ch- if you so choose, you want to follow that that's path. that's your thing uh so when you get to the buys and steve there are raiders kind of uh sprinkled throughout there is a large hall in the back of the i believe second floor uh where the leader of these guys is hanging out and he's got an incinerator weapon no which... not, no they're all on the main floor it's all on the main floor okay yeah. uh so depending on your lock picking skill you can get to them very quickly and, and sneak in through the back of the kitchen yeah um you find the deputy he's tied up in the kitchen in my particular hardcore mode playthrough i just played uh i'm using explosives which can be a very dangerous... So you killed him? I killed him. Uh, so <laughs> uh, when you go to speak to him, he basically asks you to, to free him. When you do, he either uh, runs away or you can force him to stay and fight with you, which could result in his death. As we mentioned, NPCs can die, and the game is written around the fact that if someone is dead... There's another solution. There's either another solution or, or that's quest. it. Yeah. yeah. But in this particular uh, case, there's, there, there is another solution. In that he has the information on his body. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he, was, he stayed tied up you in the kitchen. You could also pickpocket him. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, when he's tied up, you can pick Buck and so get fuck the that guy. Yeah. And then just fucking... You could kill everybody in that hotel. Which I did. Pickpocket him. <laughs> Not intentionally. And then he'll but... just stay there tied up forever. It's hilarious. Yeah. So the thing about explosive skills and the thing about uh, hardcore mode is if a grenade is any... If you are anywhere within the radius of a grenade, your arms are crippled. Your legs are crippled. Your head <laughs> is crippled. Uh, so using explosives is very challenging in that... As soon as I am crippled, your throw has a chance of just landing at your feet. So at this point in the game, I have my, like, China Lake grenade launcher that I got with the DLC that loads up automatically. And I'm like, that'll be useful. It shoots 40 millimeter uh, grenades. Then I have my dynamite. Uh, so <laughs> these motherfuckers start rushing down this hall at me. And I'm like, well, all the, they have a few 9 millimeters and stuff. I've opened a door, so I have some cover. It's hardcore mode. you got to fucking consider that shit. Uh, and without thinking, I start just lobbing dynamite down this thing, and I'm killing them, and I'm killing them, and then I go into vats with the grenade launcher and shoot it once, and it fucking slow motion bounces off this guy's shoulder and into the back of that kitchen area, and it's just like, oh yeah, that deputy's dead. <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck. Um, so I didn't want to reload, because I had done so good in the fight up till then, and I know he can die. That's the benefit of having played this game to fucking death. Um... So with him dead, you find the note, you find out that it's, it sounds like a group of uh, great cons, and this guy with the checkered suit is traveling with them, uh, and they're headed uh, south through uh, towards towards Novak, or through Nipton, or whatever it to is. To get to the Strip. To get to the Strip. Uh, as we mentioned on the last episode, you can go north to the Strip, which as the crow flies is way sooner to get there, but it goes through a quarry full of death claws and other dangerous things. Cazadors. Fucking Cazadors, man. Cazadors. Because they look like bloat flies at first. You're like, these guys aren't no shit. And they just tear yeah. you apart. And they're like, yeah. done fucked up. Uh, I also did this. So, uh, at this point, uh, Johnny Nash, I got, based on what you just called him, is his name. Uh, he tells you, listen, we need Kevin a deputy. Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash <laughs> needs a deputy in this town. Uh, and who better than uh, Diesel? So you have a few options at this point. You can reprogram the robot in the Vicky Vance Casino to if become the sheriff. If yeah. you have 55 repair or 65 right. science. You could convince the NCR to look over the town, but they're fucking no nothing, do-nothing assholes, so fuck them. Uh, or you can no, seek out the, the previous deputy it's sheriff. That, it's not that the NCR are assholes about it, but and this is going to be coming up later once we get to Caesar's Legion and their ideologies, but... NCR is like, yeah, like we'll protect the citizens and like we'll station up here and everything, but there's gonna be a heavy taxation on this town. Lots right. of people just simply don't have the money to pay for such things. Democracy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you have to constantly switch back and forth between the nearby NCR station to relay these messages and stuff like that. And yeah. that's how you can that's the easiest way to do the sheriff thing, unless you have but at this point, it's very rare that you would have 55 in repair or 65 in science. Unless, unless you're, you're focused on that. Unless yeah. you just blitzed for it, which I, in my case, I'm doing. I'm going for yeah. a very high science to start. High um, science. Yeah, so I can uh, do that. So the Powder Gangers, which we mentioned in the last episode, they are based in an NCR Correctional infra- uh, Institute or whatever. Uh, that's nearby. This is all kind of within like a few square kilometers we're talking about here. Yeah. You can fast travel between them. So I did the whole Power Gangers side quest uh, where you deal with Eddie, who is the leader. Uh, you learn that, yeah, there are a bunch of convicts that broke out of jail and they're kind of a gang now, but there is some structure to them. Uh, they aren't seemingly willy-nilly attacking people on the road. Uh, they're rationing food, etc. They're bad guys and they are threatening people and will get violent if necessary. So at your own... Uh, Whatever. You do find the sheriff in the canteen area of this prison, uh, who you can recruit uh, to 
be part of the of the prim experience yeah. there. Uh, but you do have to clear his name with the NCR uh, and explain that hey, this guy's on the level now. He's going to do this for you. I did all those quests, and at the very end of it, uh, you learn that the NCR are planning to attack the prison. Uh, which is super funny because Eddie's does the uh, the like Scorpio Simpsons thing where he's just like if you could kill a few people on your way out you'd really be helping me out uh, <laughs> and then I just kind of like casually I'm just like there's like sirens going off like the music is swelling and you just hear like gunfire going on I'm just like casually like strutting out um, but the cool thing about this is you will find dead NCR soldiers when you come back to this place because inevitably the powder gangers do win this fight or you could just hang out and watch them kill each other yeah which is kind of fun uh, in its own right so. Uh, when you take the NCR gear, you can dress as a member of the NCR, uh, which will allow uh, soldiers will help you if they find you out and about. Uh, you can talk to them. Sometimes there's ex- there's uh, speech options you don't get, but not a whole lot. Mostly it is uh, wearing the faction armor changes who I, will attack or not attack yeah, you, I, or if you are vilified by the NCR, yeah, the, wearing their thing as a disguise. So the, the, the thing about disguises is there's only one story quest where it's essential if you were a story, or you're a disguise, otherwise it will be, the mission will be very, very difficult. Besides that, the only real use I find for disguises is if you're vilified or hated by a particular group and you don't want to get shot on sight. Yeah. Besides that, I don't find a lot of use for it because... If I go up to a story character like um, like a lieutenant at uh, at the airport station, if I'm wearing a disguise or if I'm not, he does not differentiate between that because it's not in a script. He knows every single soldier in his army. No, he, he knows just, you're not. <laughs> he just knows that you're the courier. Like he's yeah. still gonna be like, "Hey, did you get those bounties for me?" He's not gonna be like, "Report for duty, soldier." Yeah. So there's not really anything to do with that in regards to this prison stuff. I think I've only actually done it like twice. Yeah. It's not on the direct road, which is why I keep missing it for some reason. It's huge. It's it's, <laughs> but it's kind of near like the the Brotherhood uh, hidden bunkers. Not quite. It, it's it's along that area. It's, um, it's on the same like line of longitude, but it's very far away in terms uh, of money. Is it? I guess. I never see this. Uh, this I'm in Novak right now, and I, I am closer to the bunker now than I was at the prison. Yeah, I never yeah. see the prison, though. I don't know why I always miss it, but I, I do. Fucking just don't um, care about them. So I've only done it, like, twice. But usually what I'll end up doing for the sheriff thing is um, if you get liked enough by a certain faction, you will they will give you a key to a particular, like, stash of goods they have somewhere else out in the Mojave. So how you get the iconic riot gear from the cover of the game is to become liked or idolized by the NCR. So early things that you can do to do this is getting the NCR to become the new sheriffs of this town. That goes a long way to getting you to that like status. Yeah. So if that's your that's your goal to get cool armor along with some really cool weapons through the NCR. This is a very essential place to do it because it's a very easy mission to get lots of good reputation from the NCR. Right. Uh, so I go, I come back to the the prison afterwards. NCR soldiers everywhere. I take their service rifles, which are really awesome early on in the yeah, game. Yeah. Uh, and then I look at the depleted powder gangers, and Eddie's dead. My contact, the leader of the powder gangers, is dead. I'm standing in this room. I turn around. I count seven powder gangers. Okay. And I shut the door. <laughs> okay. And I murdered the rest of them. Okay. Uh, took out their depleted numbers, looted everybody in the in the town. Went to Good Springs where Trudy and me are real tight. Sold everything to her. Made thousands of caps. Uh, loaded myself. It's hardcore mode. Loaded myself on food and provisions. Back through Prim. Reinstated the sheriff uh, from the Powder Gangers place. Made sure he got out before I killed everybody. Just to mention, he's got a big Stetson cowboy hat, so it's easy to pick him up. And now it's time to keep marching down the road. Uh, and the first thing we find is the NCR outpost. Um, well, 
the thing is, on your way, you're going to uh, you're going to Nipton. If now, you're following the highway, you go to Nipton. Yeah, there, so, there are reasons to go to the NCR outpost. There's a yes. fork in the road, so if you go if you go left, you're going to go to Nipton, and yes. if you go keep going to the right, you're going to wind up at the NCR station. They're about equal distance from each other. Right. So if someone who's played the game 50 times said, "I've never been to the NCR station," I'd be like. I believe you. Uh, I really there, believe there are two huge metal statues uh, that lead you to this thing. Also, we find uh, one of the later companion characters uh, at this place as well. And um, we will get into companions probably at a later episode, I'm yeah. guessing. Uh, um, and then there's there's some random quests to run around here. Also, All the quests at the Sincere Station are mainly very quick. I don't want to say fetch quests, but right. it's like checking out a town to make sure it's fine. The uh, game, clearing a road of the critters. game is keeping you on track because I always go to this outpost station because they have a great store there for one. Uh, but you find a uh, sniper spotter named Ghost, and she's on top of one of the on the barracks building. And if you haven't been to Nipton yet, she mentions we haven't had response from Nipton. I can see smoke on the horizon. If you go there, report back to me what you find. Um, so it's like, well, I guess yeah. there's nothing left to do. <laughs> That's no, that was about to say too. Is that uh, NCR station is a great place to get really quick quests done. Um, get more NCR fame, mm-hmm. such as the ghost one. Clear. Take out. a nap. The barracks is open to everyone to sleep. Yeah, take it out uh, critters on the road. But more importantly, there is um, uh, there's a vendor here. I shouldn't call him a vendor, but he has a hundred repair skill. Yeah. So you can get him. Is that, is that Knight or whatever his name is? Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, Lieutenant Knight. Um, so if you need anything repaired and you don't have uh, any items to repair it with, or your repair skill sucks ass, but you have the caps for it. He will repair anything in your inventory to full durability yeah. Yeah, if you have yeah. the caps for it. This guy's a lifesaver lay in the game when you have tons of caps, but you're not finding three anti-material rifles hanging around. Right. So you just go there, you put in 2,000 caps, bam, it's back to brand new. Blowing heads off. Yeah, so you'll be using this ranger station a lot, mainly just for Lieutenant Knight. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, we're quickly running out of uh, time on part two here. So we find ourselves approaching the town of Nipton. The music gets fucked up. You see billowing smoke rising from the buildings. You see open fires. And then a gentleman comes sprinting out of the town towards you. Woohoo! I and just he, won the he, fucking lottery. Yeah, so you're like, hey, man, you, you feeling all right? He's like, am I feeling all right? I won the fucking lottery. You hear what I fucking said? Uh, yeah, woohoo. And then he you know, runs off. Uh, you can kill him, whatever you want. To, you know, it's fall at New Vegas. Uh, and you're the, just like, oh, that's strange. He didn't specify. Yeah, what the fuck was that about? Uh, as you get closer to the town, you realize it has been raised to the ground. Uh, there are that, people crucified on yes, telephone poles. civilians are crucified on telephone poles, many of which are still alive. You can do the merciful thing and put them out of their misery if you so choose. Um, there's this neat little moment. If you go into the first store in the entrance of the town before you really get into the main street, there's another guy in there who's also a Powder Gang member. The guy who won the lottery was a powder gang member. Either. As are most of the people who are crucified. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you go into the store, you find another powder gang member, except he's sitting on a chair. And he just goes, what the fuck do you want? And you're like, well, what are you doing here? He's like, I got second place in the lottery, which is why my legs are broken. You're like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, we all drew lots because Caesar's Legion attacked. We all drew lots. Whoever won the lottery got to walk free. Second place got their legs broken. You already know what happened to everybody else. Yeah. And that's all the people crucified just outside the store. So you uh, you approach the town hall, which is uh, where Ghost tells you to go. Actually, she says if anyone's still alive, they'll be in the town hall. As you approach, uh, a legate and some of his men come walking down. Uh, they are fully armed. Some of them holding, most of them holding spears. I think only the leader has an actual gun. They have dogs with them, large yeah. attack dogs. His name is Legate 
Um, Something. <laughs> Lucius. Lucius. Whatever the case. He, and he's wearing a fucking dog head. Yeah, so he uh, he threatens you? He does not threaten you, he just says, I'm glad that you're here, because we needed someone to witness this Right, occasion. which is presumably what the winner of the lottery was meant to be. Yeah, uh, so it's it's give you this idea that Caesar's Legion definitely is this antagonistic force, and they're very cruel and everything. But they're subtly, very gently placing this idea that they're not cruel without a purpose. They're not cruels for cruel sake. There is a, I don't want to say logic, but if they were just cruel for cruel sake, they would have just fucking murdered you right then and there because they're like, oh, another person. But they didn't. They have clear orders and they follow those orders and they don't go beyond or, or uh, right. below those expectations. So... Uh, you talk, what you want to do with this group of uh, legionaries is completely up to you. I usually engage them in battle as they have a lot of good shit on them. Right. And they, even at this early state in the game, it's not about pulling out a gun and getting in a shootout with them. It's about getting creative. Yes. So if you sneak around the whole town, there's an entrance, there's an exit of where this entire group will leave. If you don't trigger the cutscene with these guys, they will not leave the entrance of the town hall. So if you sneak around to this exit... Put a little fragmine down. You put a fragment bunch of fragmines yeah, down. Yeah. They're guaranteed to walk over them, and bam, you're laughing. Yeah. Um, uh, so in this case, he tells you, hey, spread uh, spread news of our uh, atrocities. You actually get a quest at this point to do so, and there'll be certain NPCs in the game to talk to. One of them is the guy at the entrance to the NCR outpost. He will complete the quest. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then others. And then, of course, you go back to Ghost and tell her what happened to you, and she's like, well... That sucks. Yeah. Uh, what I did was this guy's basically just like at the end of his speech, he tells you attack us if you dare, whatever. And they he turns to leave. All of his men walking faster than him get in front of him, and he turns around. And I just happen to have really good sneak skill and explosive skill, uh, so I just drop to my knees and slip a live grenade in his pocket, and then run into the town hall. Uh, just as I hear them blow up, and I took out every fucking single one of them with one grenade. And I was just like, hell yeah! You go into the town hall, and you realize that these guys have let a dozen dogs loose in this in this town hall and they have ripped the civilians to shreds yes uh you can travel there's three different floors in this you find lottery tickets you can find some something else we didn't really talk about with new vegas is the environmental storytelling uh which isn't exclusive to new vegas all bethesda games do it but it's done to perfection right in new uh, vegas. where you'll be reading logs on terminals letters and when you're trying to find out what necessarily went down uh, this is the way to do it. So you go to the mayor's office and there's the lottery tickets. You find bodies strewn everywhere. You kill these dogs and you realize, hey, these Legion guys, probably bad news. Also, this is, as you talk to other characters in the game, this is the furthest west they've ever attacked. They're basically uh, flexing their muscles on the NCR uh, by raising this town and the, uh, the they're escalating tensions at the Hoover um, Dam. So just before we end off this episode, I want to say something pretty interesting about this little encounter with Caesar's Legion. If you just follow this group of Caesar's Legion where they're walking, and you have to follow them or else they'll just they'll just disappear off the game. Like, they'll just disappear off a certain point and right. reappear. If you head in the opposite direction. Yes, yeah. but if you are by them at any moment, they won't disappear. They'll just keep walking until you have to go there. So if you keep walking with them, they're guaranteed to pass by NCR camp. Yes. Where the NCR and these guys will proceed to get into a huge shootout, and you're guaranteed to get good lots of loot. Yeah. So if you feel a little bit cheeky... And if you're not like me and can't slip a live grenade into his pocket... No, because uh, you can get some NCR loot too at the same yeah. time. You can uh, double down here. Uh, I also saw one time I was just traveling on the highway just, just past Nipton, and I look up and there's two legionaries sitting in a bush with spears... I'm like, what the fuck are these two assholes doing? And then I look further up the path, and a traveling merchant and a Brahmin 
are uh, are coming their way. And I'm like, yeah, this is a guaranteed. This is a guaranteed encounter yeah, every time. These motherfuckers but this is after Nipton, right? Yeah. Uh, so as soon as they they attack, I I blew up both their heads from a safe distance. No, I let them I've, kill each other. Again. Yeah, I've I've more or less uh, I'm at odds with the Legion at this point. The the character, the way I'm role playing him is. Uh, I am stealing everything and uh, playing everybody against each other. So it's always a both sides things, but I will usually side I, with the innocent. Yeah, I will be playing more likely a Mr. House playthrough this time. And sure. that'll make more sense once we get to a later episode. But that means I'm not playing any side particularly. I'm not trying to anger nor right. get in the good graces of either the NCR or Caesar's Legion. I'm using my, them, pl- yeah. I'm using them to my benefit without angering the other, but I'm gonna be in more the, or less the siding with the innocent playthrough usually ends with the your, yourself ending let's say uh, and we'll of course get to well that mr one. house is different than the than the wild card ending yes wild card ending is i think what yeah uh, we're probably heading towards uh there are way more to talk about with new vegas after you leave nipton and the horrifying scene there you find yourself heading towards novak that has a big old tyrannosaurus to check out uh and a ghoul problem as we draw ever closer to the strip, uh, you learn along the way you're just just steps behind uh, Benny, the man in the checkered suit, and the Great Cons, uh, and we learn some crucial information in Novak about who the Great Cons are, uh, um, where Benny might be headed for a confrontation at con- bleh, con- confrontation at Boulder City. We are going to now talk about Fallout New Vegas. As I mentioned, it has been a nearly what is that three month three month hiatus since we got back March, to this game. March, April, May, March eleventh, March eighteenth. So we're coming up on on two and a half months. Yeah, uh, I did my due diligence and went back and listened to our conversations so far, which I have to say are not that bad. We actually covered quite a bit uh, and and weren't too scatterbrained on a game like this, which is quite big. Uh, especially that doesn't have a through narrative it's like Neurotomata does. Yeah, it, no, it's yeah. hard to talk about an open world game because it is open. Uh, you can yeah. do anything in any order. So, so I'm going to get us back on track today, and we're going to try to blitz through uh, a lot of the main quest. Uh, just okay. the main story of New Vegas. And then as we'll we were kind of doing at the end, as we said here, here's to recap. This is what we've talked about so far. We talked about the intro, intro to Fallout. We talked about the story and setting, uh, setting that up. Um... Character creation and role-playing in the Wasteland. Stats, works, which I think is perks, skills and character building. Gameplay augments and hardcore mode. Starting the game and the freedom you were given. Pip-Boy and tracking quests. Good Springs versus Powder Gangers, which is your first uh, faction uh, thing. Heading to Prim. Uh, and then the fact that we kept saying, or not, at the end of everything. <laughs> it's like, you can do that, or not. Uh, and then on the next episode, we talked about uh, further about game mechanics. Uh, such as repair, inventory management, eating, if you're in hardcore mode. Um, we talked about Prim and the tale of the two casinos, the Vicky Vance and the Bison Steve. We talked about the multiple couriers and the mystery uh, therein. We talked about uh, casinos and gambling, caravan, balancing your faction rep and what that can get you across the wasteland. We talked about approaching Nipton, seeing the billowing smoke, learning about the lottery and the legion, and uh, ambushing them with landmines. Yeah, ambushing them with landmines, <laughs> slipping a grenade in their pocket, and then escalating damn tensions. 
which is D-A-M, as yeah, in the I, Hoover Dam. I believe we also <laughs> touched upon, just in general, how New Vegas is so open for, I think I gave the example of come fly with me once you're in Novak. Yes, yeah. we haven't got to Novak. We are. We were just getting to Novak. Oh well, yeah. maybe we'll talk about that today then. Yeah. Uh, so we learned from a uh, courier beagle, uh, who was the man that I unfortunately murdered in a firefight. Deputy beagle. Oh fuck it. Sorry. What did I call him? Courier beagle. Yeah. Sorry. I read two things backwards on the sheet. He is the deputy of Prim. Uh, he met his untimely end when I was in a firefight with the Raiders, and unfortunately blew him to bits. And uh, thankfully, he had a log on him that told me this information. But otherwise, he would tell you himself that these men were headed uh, through Nipton, northeast to Novak, uh, to meet someone specific, but he doesn't know who. The courier starts heading to Nipton, and once there, first encounter with Kaisar's Legion, which we talked about. Uh, we haven't really talked about their ideology quite yet. We've kind of touched on it and how they oh, are. Oh, man, how much time do you have in the day? Um, yeah. There's a brilliant conversation that you can have with Caesar. A little bit of a light spoiler here. Once you meet yeah. Caesar later in the game, you can have a brilliant conversation with him where you ask, like, why do the Legion work? Why did you structure this? And Caesar gives you, like, a half-hour lecture about how to tolerate... How do you say it? I had it in my head until you fucked it up enough times. And I'm like, oh, I can't say that. Totalitarian? Totalitarian society. Yeah. How a dictator works and how uh, <laughs> each tribe is assimilated into this uh, legion just like what ancient Rome was. And it's because uh, Caesar saw that this primitive world is just like how the world is primitive before Rome came around. And, you know, it's like, you don't try to go too deep into it. That's mm. his thoughts onto it. Now, as far as this, as the legion as a whole... It's not uh, crazy to say that there's lots of legionnaires and high-ranking members that are just in it because they're cruel. They want to hurt people. They just want to push oh, their like the police, like uh, <laughs> like Legate Lanius is the yeah. greatest example because Caesar's like, if I died, Legate Lanius would take over the legion, and the legion would become something completely different. They would become a war society. They would only be interested in conquering and and uh, enveloping others into their society. That's it. And that's what I fucking love about Caesar's Legion is that they're only as good as their head, and they're because they are a dictatorship and such. A I mean, they are still committing atrocities. But yes. as we as we mentioned in the last episode, and when I say the last episode, I mean March eighteenth. Yes, uh, that they they are given very clear orders. Uh, they were to raise that town to the ground, not kill anybody. They didn't have to. Uh, they want people to to. They're trying to intimidate the NCR, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's what I love about Caesar's Legion is that. <laughs> to Caesar, there's a means to an end to his cruelty. Yes. And the second that you get rid of Caesar in one way or another, and there are multiple ways to do it, Legate Lanius, Lanius turns it into a more extreme way, and now all of a sudden they're even worse. Yeah. Um, and that's what I like about it so much. But yeah, continue. Yes, so I watched that extensive YouTube video that you linked to me uh, that was like the ideology of Kaiser's Legion. Yeah. And then I watched subsequent videos about how uh, you know, given enough time, that legion is is doomed for this this number of reasons. Um, the, oh. the the idea that they don't use long range weapons, the idea that they yeah yeah, but um, but you could say a lot of the same things for the NCO. They don't allow women into their ranks. Yes, uh, the, can... when when fifty one percent of the wastelanders are women. Uh, and the NCR gladly takes them into their ranks. Yeah, but and then he also has counterpoints for the NCR and why they're weak yeah. in such a society that's barbaric as this. You can't have years of squabbling and politics yeah. between Brahmin brokers. 
where you can get your government corrupt that easily because they're being bribed and all of a sudden the little man on the bottom is not getting their fair shake. Say what you want about Caesar's Legion. Everybody in that structure knows their place and what to expect. The only reason you would categorize uh, the NCR as quote-unquote good guys, which they are not, uh, is that they do seem to have... A lot of the people who join their ranks do seem to have a sense of good or at very least, if you're being shot at by a monster or a member of Kaiser Legion. They have a sense of morality to them. And... But they also tax everybody. They put in heavy taxations right. to people that don't necessarily need it either. Um, but yes, I, like, you can say all day that it's pretty gray between these two factions. But at the end of the day, it's hard to say that NC... It's, it's, I, I wouldn't say, and I think you would agree with me, that the NCR are far better people in comparison to Caesar's <laughs> Sure. Sure. Yeah. Person to person, I think that would be correct to say. Yeah. You arrive in Novak. Novak... Small town, uh, most notably has a large hotel at which you can, uh, motel rather, at which you can rent a room permanently for 100 caps, which I highly recommend you do, as you're probably carrying a number of items that you don't intend to use at this point, but would uh, like to store somewhere safe, and the motel room can be that. Uh, in addition, it has a tons of containers and stuff in there, you can also sleep in the motel, get that motel, goddammit. Anyways, uh, the motel also has a cool-ass T-Rex next to it. You I swear in- we talked about this. Uh, maybe we did. I swear we talked about all this because we, I think we may have talked about this outside of the like, podcast the, and how you get Manny's password and everything. Like I, I swear. Well, we're blowing through it anyways. <laughs> uh, so no one seems to know about the man who tried to kill the player except one Manny Vargas. He's the daytime sniper in the mouth of the T Rex. The nighttime sniper Boone has his own side quest you can do here. Uh, Boone himself is one of my favorite uh, companions. Yes. You can get in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, when I'm playing on hardcore mode, I can't really have a companion with me because they get their head blown off instantly. And they're just dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, so Manny presents you with a quest in order to get the information that you seek. He says that uh, Nip, that Novak has a ghoul problem and they're coming yeah. from the old retcon factory. You take, can either do that or you can just say fuck it and kill Manny and take a shit. Yep, pickpocket his ass. Or, alternatively, <laughs> you can go into his room. He also has a room at the same hotel and he'll just have it on a computer. As it's described here, once the player has acquired the information from Manny any way they could... <laughs> they yeah. learned that the checker suit man and his great cons went towards Boulder City, which yeah. I've been to in real life. So if we can talk briefly upon, if we can touch briefly upon Boone while we're here, actually, sure. um, what I really do like about Boone's quest is that it's absolutely fucking ruthless, and there isn't a more a moment of morality. It's I need you to find this person that sold my wife to the Caesar's Legion. Yeah. Uh, sure enough, once you go into the main lobby and look in the safe, you find the bill of sale, and you find out that the owner of the hotel, this that you sweet rented old, the motel from, yeah, this sweet old lady is the one that did it. Yes. Um, for, because she was uh, because Boone's wife apparently was very uh, hostile. So, so further to that, the thing you actually learn is that Boone's wife willingly was sold into slavery. Yeah. Wait. Am I, am I not remembering this quest now? It's 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 not as important, but Boone basically gives you a beret, and he says, hey, at nighttime, toss this beret on and lead the person who sold my wife. And no, it, can, it, can yeah, it can be anybody in town. It yeah. doesn't have to be this you old You kill lady. the homeless guy if you want. Yeah, and uh, Boone will be not at peace, but he'll be like, great, now I don't know what to do. And he'll be like, come with me, and be like, all right, fine. Yeah, um, so if you lead someone out, so in my case, in my most recent playthrough, the quest, the quest glitched, and even though I found that piece of paper that is the bill of sale for the slave, uh, I, I could not lead the uh, party, as it were, Agatha? What's, what, something like that. Yeah. Whatever her name is, I couldn't lead her in front of Boone, but I could lead her husband. Uh, so, like, eye for an eye, like, poetic justice, I, I had murdered her husband. Well, when, you can, when you talk to Boone <laughs> about that, if you don't have the speech check... 
to convince him that this was the person responsible, he actually opens fire on you, as does the rest of the town. Oh. I learned. I'd never failed that before. Yeah. Because it glitched. Yeah, right? I can't say uh, I failed it either. Um, we'll have to talk after this podcast about Boone's quest, because I don't remember that specific part. His girlfriend. Oh, it's, it's, that's not as relevant. That's just like a little anecdote, is that to make it even sadder that Boone thought that his wife was taken in the night and sold into slavery that Boone's wife willingly wanted to leave Boone and Boone's been like who's responsible for this meanwhile the sad part is that Boone's wife wanted to actually well, why leave did she want to That's go into slavery this is how I remember it we'd have to you'd have to go play that go play New Vegas I guess I'll have to go play New Vegas uh, it's, it's an anecdote in the quest it's not something that influences the quest in one way or the other but it, it, it is implied but like the, his wife is his centerpiece mostly of his quest line well, and right. the tragedy at Camp Recon yeah uh, so Boone is an ex-NCR soldier, uh, and if you have him with you, he will open uh, fire on legionaries uh, without your input. So keep that in mind if you're going to be cruising with this guy. Anyways, let's talk about Boulder City. Uh, so you head east from Novak. There are a number of quests you can engage we with We definitely here. talked about this. No. Boulder yeah. City? Yeah, because you talked at length about how you convinced one group to stop firing. Not on the podcast. Out. I s- I swear we had this conversation. No, 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 we did have this conversation. Not on the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's why I went back and listened, man. Uh, Boulder City, right away, I'm going to get one thing out of the way here, which is one of my favorite dialogue options in the entire game. So you go to this giant uh, rubbled piece of wall, and you see a bunch of names on there, and you can figure out very, very quickly it's a memorial to the Battle of Hoover Dam. And if you if you shoot it, or you touch it, or you hit it with anything, this NCR ranger comes up to you and goes, Hey, what the fuck are you doing? That's a memorial. My brother died at uh, Hoover Dam. And you can say, like, sorry, won't happen again. And, like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Or my favorite option, your brother was a bitch, and you are too. <laughs> like... <laughs> A rude customer. Yeah, I, I, and there's like a few other dialogue options besides that, but that right there, that one dialogue option shows you that like it's not like Skyrim where your character's personality is defined by the quest you're doing. Yeah, where like if you're doing the Thieves Guild quest in Skyrim, you're gonna be a sly talking, smooth, like money wielder, and if you become a dark brotherhood assassin, all you're gonna be saying is "Hail Sithis," and I can't wait to kill, and like. Your personality changes too much to stay in character. New Vegas gives you so much dialogue options in so many different ways that you never feel like you have an option that's totally out of character for you. Right. Uh, yeah. So as I described to you, not on the podcast for the last goddamn minute. I listened to the podcast. I know what we have and haven't talked about. Uh, you get to Boulder City and you see there are NCR troops everywhere. Uh, in the ruins of what was once Boulder City, after convincing the acting NCR commander to let the courier deal with the cons, finding that two great cons are being held up uh, are the same ones that were with the Checker Suit Man. So basically, whoever this Checker Suit Man is, he has moved on, but the great cons that were with him are currently basically in a standoff in this town. Uh, yeah. So you enter, uh, you basically convince the NCR uh, soldier. That Sergeant. You- Sergeant, that you'll go in and you'll kind of handle the situation. Uh, you get in there, Jessup is alive, one of these guys at this point, and the other, McMurphy, had died beforehand. Uh, once they've chosen the way to deal with the cons, again, it's fucking following you, Vegas. Uh, they learn that the man in the checkered suit is Benny, who we've named before, leader of the chairman uh, on the strip, uh, which is a gang, right? The chairman? Yeah, yeah, the chairman are kind of a gang, but they, what what they used to be was a tribe, one of those barbaric tribes, until Mr. House took them into the fold on the strip. Thus, they took over a casino. So you could say they're a gang, but they're more like a group of casino employees and owners. Yeah. Ring a ding. 
Yeah. Uh, they had left. He left the cons for dead and made his way back to New Vegas. From this point, the player can help the cons or leave them to their deaths by the hands of the SDR, or simply kill them entirely. It's all on the table. Hell uh, yeah. Yeah. So in my case, uh, tell the guys, hey, release. You know, we're, we're gonna. I'm gonna fucking figure this out. We're gonna release your hostages. Blah blah blah. Go back to talk to the NCR guy. He's like, okay, yeah. Uh, so I've I've negotiated basically that you will let these guys peacefully leave and in return. And he's like, nah, can't do and it. And he's like, I got I just got word from above. No matter what you came to, we're gonna roll through there and just murder all these guys. Yeah, but then you can pass uh, another speech check to, and he'll be like, you know what? Like I'll take the heat for it. My word. Yeah. So I'll mine, I didn't. I was just like, yo, man, you're in charge here. Can't you overwrite this? And he's like, nope. At which point his soldiers start marching in. <laughs> so I uh, I duck in behind them, and then like you know, in a it's a it's a green text story is what I like to call it. This is something that's between the lines of what's literally happening in the video game. You're building your own narrative in your head, which is my character who thought he had done the moral high ground thing now has these soldiers turn on the people that he's now lied to. Yeah. So I'm like, well, these guys are criminals. They're going to get wiped up by the NCR, but in, in my own... I took justice into my own hands, in, Reed. I shot them all in the back of the head. In my min-max playthroughs, uh, um, if you do all the appropriate NCR quests up until this point at Prim by getting the by getting the sergeant to be the new sheriff there, and then um, me and the... There's a small encampment between Novak and Boulder City that you can also check out. If you do this stuff for the sergeant and you convince him to let the cons leave, you can get the great cons... And the NCR to both have a liked status with you. Cool. Which is fantastic. Um, you get no one to The Great Cons don't show up a ton in the game. No, though. they don't. Yeah. But there is a quest that's part of the main story very later in the game that you have to go to the cons. And if you want to have the best possible ending for your particular faction, you need the cons support for that faction. And you can't do that if they hate you because they'll just shoot you instead. Yeah, we just kill them then. Yeah. Fuck so them. if you're doing the if you're doing a, <laughs> if you're doing a perfect like diplomat, I want everybody to love each other, but also fuck the Legion playthrough. Then that's how you would do it. Right. So we now know Benny is in New Vegas. We knew all along that this long road would lead us to the city of New Vegas. Uh, so as I said, I, I shot all the NCR soldiers in the back of the head, uh, stole all their gear. Uh, let them wipe out the great cons, then wipe them out, took all that gear, made a ton of money. I find myself outside of New Vegas. I go cashing in at the the doctor uh, who is there that allows you to uh, do permanent upgrades to your uh, stats. You can increase your base stats permanently, add damage resistance, uh, healing over time. Now I feel like we've talked about this before on the podcast. You fucker. <laughs> uh, anyways... So the next main story quest is Ring-a-Ding-Ding, like which you is... You pretty much just get to the strip. Which is you getting to the strip. Now, getting to the strip uh, is, is a whole other thing. So you end up in Freeside, uh, which is the city area around the actual walled-off proper strip of, of yeah, New Vegas. The ghetto. Yes. Uh, and it is protected by robots. Mr. House employs... Secure-trons. Secure-trons. Uh, you can pay your way... Into New Vegas, if it's you have not a certain, pay, it's not paying. They just check, do a money they, check. They have to make yeah. sure that you have enough money. Because the, the idea is that you would uh, submit to a credit check, please. Um, right, which is the easiest way to get into the strip. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can find the various groups and gangs in Freeside, such as the Kings, uh, who are it, they. Hey, baby. Uh, they are in a Elvis impersonation school. Uh, the leader of which is just Elvis uh, with a robot dog. Take my dog Rex. He's a good His boy. His brain is sick. Go fix his brain for me. Uh, so you help the uh, you help the kings, and then there's another group in in Freeside. There's the 
the Van Whatchamacallits who run the energy... The Van Graffs. Yes, who are assholes. Uh, yes. They run the energy weapons store. But, yeah, and it's... Man, there's so much things you can do with the... Freeside's huge. New uh, Vegas is so crazy. There's so much things you can do with the Van Graffs. They have a lot to do with the NCR and the Legion in the main story if you get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you could just do side missions with them in general if you just want to go with them for a while. Or you could just take super small jobs, such as being the security guard at the door. And this is where one of my favorite parts of the game comes in. So the Van Graffs is full of very expensive energy weapons. Yes. Every single member of their team is wearing black combat armor. You also can't go in without relinquishing your weapons before going in. Yes. So there's so many different ways you could do this. You could accept the job and become the doorman and let the dude with the bomb in his jacket through. He'll blow it up. You don't get as much stuff, but you get some stuff. Um, or you do it my preferred way. Since Van Graffs have their own faction, technically, and they're not part of Freeside, you can shoot the guard guy, um, kill him right away, take a shit, put down landmines as fast as you can in front of the door, and all his buddies are going to come pouring out one by one, hide behind a mailbox that's just across the street, and keep shooting. That's so I find that doesn't work for everybody that's inside, though. Because, like, for whatever reason, my some people, Yeah, some people will be yeah. left inside, but you just go inside and kill the rest of them. And then once they're See, all dead, you have so many combat armor and weapons and all this shit you can use. Yeah, my playthrough usually results in me having to get into a shootout with those fuckers. And on hardcore mode, it's not it's not the best. Uh, obviously, you do need to employ yeah, a lot no, of I would only and... I would only recommend doing this total wipeout yeah. thing if you are doing a min max. <laughs> if you're doing a min max playthrough and want to get over. So I don't think I've ever done the bodyguard thing uh, where I let the guy with the bomb in. I've never heard of that before. So what so you, you never put the Van Graaff storyline. Maybe I haven't. Maybe um, I just yeah. kill them all instantly. So, and that's it. Well, yeah, what happens is you just go in and the girl's like, do you want to buy something? You're like, no, I'm looking for work. She's like, all right, we'll work the door. So when you work the door, you're just letting people through like the dude did it with you. So first guy, he's just like, hey, I want to buy some guns. And you're like, okay, I need to take your weapons. He's like, all right, boom, easy. Second guy's like, I want to buy some guns. You're like, give me your weapon. He's like, no. And you're like, okay, see you later. Guy walks away. Third guy's very suspicious. It's very obvious <laughs> that he has some, like, he has some shit on him. And you have the option to be like, no, all clear, walk on through. And as soon as you do, you just go, and then the security guard body's like, what the fuck was that? And he walks inside, and then you go inside, and everybody's dead. Excellent. All, like, I would say 90% of the guns and bodies are gone, so you don't get as much loot, like I said. And uh, fucking security guard buddy turns hostile on you. And that's how you end that storyline. If you did the security guard thing... uh, Properly, you would keep moving up in positions. Eventually, you broker an arms deal between the Van Graffs and Caesar's Legion, and you have to turn on Caesar's Legion and kill all of them in a warehouse. It's actually pretty fucking neat. Um, but a lot of these things are also circumvented by uh, one of the easiest and greatest exploits in New Vegas, which is the manipulation system, where you can just pick up an item without actually putting it into yeah. your inventory, right? So all you do with the Van Graffs is you walk inside, get the most expensive gun, carry it to the bathroom where no one's inside, sneak and steal it. Yeah. Whereas in Oblivion, if you touch anything... People get pissed. It's considered stealing. So yeah. if you like touch an apple on a table, you will be Yeah, but that's also too with. much because like, sometimes you just want to fucking throw an apple across yeah. the room. That's, but, where, that's where Fus Rada comes in in Skyrim. You just yeah. blow everything off the wall. Yeah, so that's where I, th- <laughs> I, I think that's where Skyrim actually kind of did it right, where if you went into someone's back room at a business, they follow you yeah. to make sure you're not up to shit. But yeah, so if you didn't want to do any of the things we just talked about, just grab the item, bring it to the bathroom, and steal it. Like you would in any other place. Right. And, of course, in true New Vegas fashion, you can also 
obliterate the Securitrons and, and just fucking muscle your way onto the strip. And then you'll just make the entire actual strip angry. Yeah, you. fuck them, though. And you'll just break the game <laughs> at this point. It'll be great. Ugh. So, uh, granted, you don't want to do any of the many uh, subquests. Uh, McCarran Air uh, Force Base is there. The uh, Caravan the Company is there. The Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, like, the, the amount of quests and things to do in Freeside is uh, quite staggering. Yes. Yeah. Uh, populated area, tons of factions. I would say it's almost more quest-heavy and dense than um, the actual strip itself, if you don't include like some of the casinos. Well, that's kind of what there is to do. There's a vault, there's casinos. Let's talk about New Vegas itself. Uh, so you, you wander your way onto the strip, there's music playing, there are NCR soldiers drunkenly stumbling about. Peace strippers. Uh, peace strippers, people dancing, having a good time, th- throwing up. Uh, you have a number of casinos, none of which are really based on real-world casinos. They don't have an analog. Of course, Mr. House's uh, casino does kind of look like the fucking stratosphere or whatever with the big needle and stuff like that. Kind of cool, of course. Only so much, uh, you know, graphical ability at their fingertips at this point when they made this game. So they did the best they can to make something that looked like a big extravagant. Compared to everything else in the game, it's that. Yeah. Uh, it's very clean for the most part. Uh, all the everything's still standing. It's protected. Nothing was raised by nuclear fire, for example. Um, so you hit the strip. You'll be contacted by Mister House for a meeting in the Lucky Thirty Eight Casino uh, about the platinum chip that Benny has stolen. Once the meeting is over, and that's skipping over le- meeting Mister House for the first time. Oh man! And uh, all the things you can do with Mister House. So you you find yourself in the Lucky Thirty Eight Casino, which is House's casino. It is the only casino on the strip that people are not allowed to enter. When you get inside, it looks like it's open for business. There's not a soul in the casino. It is run by Securitrons. Uh, Victor, I believe, is there. He's the one that tells you that Mister House is looking for you. You take a elevator up to. Uh, Mr. House's suite, and you find yourself talking to a giant computer screen with a picture of a man on it. Uh, you can really push for questions here. You can ask about uh, why you were chosen. Why? What? What is this platinum chip? You can ask all these questions. You can accept or refuse to serve him yeah. as his request. You can, man, and this is where my favorite. So, part. you can, you can fuck off. To I the don't side. know if we want to spoil. Uh, the, oh, what yes. you can actually do at this yes. point. No, you, we're yeah. spoiling this shit. So okay. you can go into the side room, and if you have high enough science skill or lockpick skill, you can sneak into this other room where Mr. House's actual body is stored, being kept alive in this sterile pod environment. You And this is what I fucking love about New Vegas, man, is that any other game would be like, all right, if you're in this point, you're killing him, so you'd release him and then just kill him, and that would be the end of it. But no, New Vegas is like, no, you can just be an idiot... You can open this. And you'll be like, and yeah, and he'll just be like, "Why did you open this, germs? I will die in a hundred years." And you can literally just say, "Oops, sorry about that. I'll put you back." Yeah. <laughs> and then for the rest of the game, Whoops. for the rest of the yeah. game, Mister House, as opposed, if you were serving, he'd be very chippy and like, "Oh yes, good job." He'd always be like, "Thanks, I guess." Yeah. Like, no matter how good I make things. I, I'm still going to die in 100 years. Yeah. And that goes into another thing later where you can get the Security Tron upgrade for Mr. House, still serve him, but instead blow up the Security Tron bunker, and you'll be like, why did you do that? <laughs> He's like, first you made me expose the germs, now you defeat my whole army, but you're still going against everybody else? What is wrong with you? And uh, you can just be like, I'm dumb. Yeah. Hey, man. You chose me. What were you going to say? <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah, so he needs this platinum chip. Mr. House is a is still alive, being kept alive, as you said, in a germ chamber. 
Uh, we have to we have to wrap up here very shortly. Uh, at this point, a lot of players I know have accidentally stumbled with a high science skill. If you've taken your time to get to that point, yeah. it's not hard to accidentally Stump- find this guy. And you're just like, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, and then of course later in the story, uh, there are reasons why you would have to find this, or you're intentionally trying to take out Mr. House. It's very fascinating. Unless you serve Mr. House at no yes. point. With as far as the average player is concerned, Mr. House is a mysterious guy that's talking to you only through a video phone, telling you very vaguely that you need to go to the Topps Casino and confront Benny and get that platinum chip, as not everything is not uh, uh, copacetic in New Vegas. People are t- uh, choosing sides. There are, there are plots about... Things are about to get interesting Spicy. on the next, the next episode of Public Beta Podcast. Next week... Uh, we talked about finally getting to the strip. Uh, we talked about uh, confronting doc- uh, Dr. House, Mr. House, uh, and of course, maybe, spoilers, uh, accidentally stumbling upon the real Mr. House and uh, what what entails there. We didn't get really into his requests uh, and what happens next. Before we talk about that, however, like with all of our uh, long-form discussions of video games, we like to talk about different aspects of the game as we go. Today, we'd like to talk about the permanent companions in the game uh, and what we think of them. So, uh, like I mentioned last week, playing in hardcore mode, you don't get to really use companions outside of their quests because keeping them alive is nearly impossible. Apparently, there was a cancelled achievement uh, for hardcore mode that involved killing all the uh, companions on purpose, and it was called like General Custer or something like that. You know, in good taste. Uh, so you have you have the following companions: you have Arcade Israel Gannon. Uh, who's a member of the Followers of Apocalypse. You find him in the Old Mormon Fort. You have Craig Boone. Don't, you don't have to say where you can find him. Okay, sure. We talked about Boone last uh, <laughs> yeah. last week. Did you look into the thing uh, about his wife? Yeah, all I could find... Um, about, I think it's just flavor text in the uh, game. About willingly being sold into slavery? Yeah. I didn't find anything about that, no. I don't know if it's the note itself or something you read of what's-her-names, but it, it, it suddenly gives you the impression that she asked for this to happen to her, uh, which changes how you view the quest. Uh, Lily Bowen, uh, who's a friendly nightkin, former assassin of the Master's Army in Jacobstown. Raul Alfonso Tejeda. Voiced by the iconic Danny Trejo. Trio? Yeah. Trio? Trio. Yeah. You don't pronounce the J. It's cool like that. Uh, He is a ghoul mechanic, and you can find him in Black Mountain. I I Uh, fucking love how if you give him a knife, he goes, Okay, sure thing, boss. I'll let go of my highly effective and ranged pistol to use this knife. (laughs) Uh, There's Cass, Rose of Sharon Cassidy, uh, who you find uh, in the Mojave Outpost. And then uh, Veronica Santangelo, a disillusioned Brotherhood scribe that can be found at the 188 Trading Post. You also have non-humanoid companions in Ed E., who is a prototype uh, iBot, an Enclave iBot, uh, who also uh, factors into the uh, Lonesome Road DLC. DLC. Uh, And then Rex, the cyber dog in Freeside that is owned by the king. Uh, My dog's brain is sick. You gotta help me out. Uh, So I just got to the the quest where you can go talk to, um, what's her name? Julie whatever. Julie Farkas? Is that her name? Holy shit that I pulled that name out of nowhere. Uh, and then get the, the dog uh, fixed up and then have it as a companion. Uh, there are also temporary companions in the DLCs, like Dead Money, Honest Hearts, and Old World Blues. Uh, these are great characters, but they come and go pretty quickly, and uh, you don't get to keep them. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the companions, Reed? Who, who, I mean, Boone's always been my favorite. Uh, the only thing is, is he does 
shoot uh, legionnaires on site. So you got to be careful when you're walking around with that guy. Yeah, Boone obviously is a standout for lots of reasons. His story is very well done, especially just his overall development, coming to terms with his past, everything that's happened. Um, I love uh, Cassidy. Uh, one of my favorite quest lines, just dealing with multiple factions, betrayal. Um, I love her general personality. Uh, I'm a whiskey drink and don't give a fuck kind of gal. Yeah. Uh, very fun to deal with. Uh, always has good quips and I believe is overall neutral to all factions, which is nice. Uh, definitely my favorite. Veronica, um, lots of reasons. She's that cute nerdy girl from Buffy. Um, oh, Willow? I don't know. I've never seen Buffy. Um <laughs> But she run, she runs like like that geek and sundry channel and everything now like um, uh, she, so she's very quirky bubbly uh, a nice breath of levity to the other characters and companions you may come across yeah uh, dealing with the dark brotherhood and trying to and she has lots of involvement with them and trying to get them to come out so I would say those three are my particular standouts I do like arcade um, I just. I, I don't think the Enclave is particularly cool, and his mostly deals with the on, with remnants of the Enclave. Yeah, uh, Lily very limited um, as far as story wise goes, just because it's a it's oh, a, it's it's not game. the girl from Buffy. It's Felicia Day. Oh, I thought she's yeah. from Buffy. No, you're thinking of a different redhead. Oh, you had your redheads crossed. Oh, anyway, I thought it was weird that it's not, not mentioned in here that yeah, that's who voices. I, I've had very limited experience using Raul, but Raul is really cool. Like I said, both Raul is cool. Yeah, as they say. Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan of the companions. I think probably the best set of companions in a Bethesda game. I would say Fallout Four. Actually, there's a lot of shit I talk about Fallout Four, but the companions are for the most part pretty good in that game. Sure, um, but I would say New, New Vegas probably touts the strongest cast. Um, the only one that I would go so far as to say it's bad is... Man, <laughs> Who is it? Like, maybe not even any of them. They're all pretty well-developed, pretty good stories. So, yeah, big fan of them all. Right on, right on. Uh, also, something that they never really moved from the Fallout games into the Elder Scrolls games is the idea of companions. So in Skyrim, you can recruit any number of yeah, people. Yeah, you got lots of followers, but yeah. the only one that has an actual... Like, there's a few that have, like, a quick story yeah. about them. Like, a couple throwaway lines. The only, one, the only ones that actually have like quests associated with them at full stories is Saronic because she's the companion of the Dawnguard DLC. She's the whole point of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that's what I fucking hate about Elder Scrolls is you don't have these side That being said, they do let you recruit like way more people. Yeah. Like there's like so 37 like, companions. Yeah, so I was playing on Xbox One X, like I said, and the first thing I did was I walked into Riverwood or whatever. I'm like, Sven, come with me. And he's like, oh, okay. I'll put yeah, some armor like, on him. Yeah, you're, uh, you're like, you're like, I delivered a letter across the street for you. Now you'll come to the end of. Now I literally fed him to a dragon. Yeah, now you'll, yeah, now you'll come attack dragons. To the end of shit. the earth. Yeah. Um, so yes, New Vegas. I would say probably one of its strongest points is its companions. But like I said, I think Cassidy, Boone, and Veronica are the standouts. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so there's another uh, thing we talked about when making your character is that you get to choose the the augments on your story, uh, or on sorry, it's what are called traits, which aren't perks. Uh, one of them is Wild Wasteland, uh, which is something I always turn on, because why not? Uh, and basically, this allows you to have certain pop culture encounters throughout the game. So, things that are a little more tongue-in-cheek uh, than other things that already exist in the game. To be honest with you, now that I look through this entire list of Wild Wasteland stuff, I'm like, oh, I've experienced most of this. And none of it is particularly, like, this should just be in the game. The only wacky, uh, the only true wacky thing that you'll probably encounter with Wacky Wasteland is in one particular spot where there normally would be abandoned camp and just 
regular bandits. It's, aliens. it's aliens instead. Yeah, but there's aliens in Fallout, Fallout 3 as part of the DLC and story. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, it's an alien ship, and you come across dead bodies and get an alien zapper. Not a big deal. Otherwise, lots of references to Monty Python. Uh, there's, of course, the first one you encounter is right outside Good Springs, and it's the dead man with the fedora in the fridge, uh, which is, of course, a send-up of Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Uh, etc. You can find burnt out bodies of Owen and Baru uh, in a ruined Nipton house, etc. One of the more fun ones is is actually if you choose... uh, So when they released the DLC, they actually included Wacky Wasteland stuff for the DLC as well. Uh, So in Dead Money, for example, (laughs) I believe you have multiple NPCs referring to it as Dead Monkey for a lot of it, uh, and weird stuff like that. You can look this all up online, but uh, I recommend you turn it on, because honestly, it's just some extra weird stuff, and it's few and far in between when you consider it. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about before we uh, start to talk about the story again is the casinos in the game. Of course, you have the Atomic Wrangler, which is in Freeside, Vicky and Vance, and the Bison Steve in Prim. Uh, and then, of course, you have the Sierra Madre Casino, which is the focus of the first DLC. On top of that, however, you have Gamora, which is like a big, sexy casino on the street. It's, it's like a uh, prostitute place. Right, you have the Ultra Lux, which is uh, home to a side quest about cannibalism. Hell yeah. Uh, you have the Lucky 38, which is the abandoned casino that's kept in pristine order uh, where uh, Mr. House resides. Yeah. And you have the Tops Casino, which is where we are going now. And that's the cla- <laughs> and the Tops Casino is like the classic casino of the 50s, you could say. Sure, like the the stereotypical, yeah, it doesn't have a theme, per Yeah, it doesn't se. have a particular theme. Uh, it should be mentioned that when you go into any one of these places, you will be frisked and your weapons will be taken yeah, away. Yeah, if you high enough, yeah. if you pass enough specific skill checks, so you can usually carry yes. up certain weapons. There's or, also concealable weapons Yeah, in this or game. in yeah. this case, if you enter the Tops Casino to go confront Benny, and you successfully convince, through speech check, the main uh, receptionist dude, and explain to him that Manny, on his own, outside of the party of the other chairman has attacked you and went against Mr. House and all this stuff. And this dude will authorize, like, he'll be like, all right, none of my guys will attack you, but you'll have to take out the bodyguards and Manny by, your, and Manny by yourself. And you can just fucking kill Manny right there if you convince him. <laughs> and you won't get in trouble because you convinced the casino that Manny was a piece of shit. Sorry, not Manny, uh, Benny. Right. Manny's the guy in the fucking T-Rex. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Uh, you go to the Tops Casino. Uh, obviously, you confront Benny there. He does invite you back to his room to discuss what's going on here. He is, by all accounts, surprised that you are still yeah, alive. man, and there's uh, like... There's, there's like, a lot of ways to go. A 50, yeah. So, if I may quickly break down all the different ways you can go. Like I said, you can convince some random receptionist to avert their eyes while you kill uh, Benny in the main lobby. Yep. You can convince the main receptionist to avert their eyes while you convince Benny to go upstairs with you. He would either show up or not show up, depending if he passed the skill checks successfully or not. If he did not come, he'll run away. If he did come, you can kill him in there. Uh, if you don't pass the check, he does still tell you to go into the room, and then you're attacked by robots. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Just so to kill your ass. Yes. So, <laughs> like, you basically have three options right away: kill him in the lobby, kill him in a room, or uh, let him escape. Yeah. And there is. On top of that, two options in the fact that do you want to go against the entire casino or just against Benny? Um, you can get more money out of Benny if you have a high enough speech skill. You can pickpocket him, put a grenade in his pocket while he walks around with his bodyguard. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. There's a million different ways you can do it. So this is where the main quest of the game uh, splits. Into uh, four parts. Yeah. So you talk to Benny. He's got the platinum chip. Uh, you need it. 
After leaving the tops, the player will be approached by representatives of Kaisar's Legion as well as the NCR and given tasks to strengthen their reputation with those factions. And Benny will, in Benny's room while you're mm-hmm. in the tops, if because we don't want to skip Literally over this part, yeah. if you go into Benny's room, you'll find another robot there called Yes Man, who is programmed essentially to take over Mr. House's position of controlling New Vegas. Mm-hmm. So in this sense, you have four different options. Like you said, NCR, Legion, by yourself, which is which is called the wild card, yeah. the wild card, or Mister House. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Now, de- deciding who you want to uh, side with, of course, there are points of no return in these quests, and uh, they gave you lots of warning too. Like, yes. you, you get multiple messages being like, if you help this particular faction anymore, this particular faction is yes. going to be pissed and it's not going to help uh, you. There is a way in the game to delicately balance each faction. So you can keep everybody, even though they won't work with you anymore, they're still going to have a very positive opinion of you faction-wise. What you could say the negative about New Vegas in that you could help out the NCR to fuck up the Legion all the time, but you can still be idolized by the Legion just by, like, capturing slaves or some shit. (laughs) So it's they a love little, that shit. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit weird in that sense, you know. So uh, we're going to kind of jump around here, but let's say we decide uh, that we're all in on the New California Republic. And uh, I said last episode I was I was just about to be around Freeside, so got to play a few hours around Freeside and the quest therein. Um, this is basically the. It's a huge town on its own. Uh, and the whole point of it is to find your way into the strip. So the easiest way in, as we mentioned, is a credit check. It's two thousand caps, which is very easy to obtain in New Vegas. Yeah. Uh, or you can work for the king and request entry into the strip. There's a number of ways to do it. Uh, but basically, if you decide to go with the NCR route, you are given a uh, mission called Things That Go Boom, and now you have to interact with a lot of the side factions in the game. Uh, and depending on who you're siding with, they want they want different things to be done with these factions. So, with Mr. House, if he sees anything as a threat, in the case of, let's say, the Brotherhood of Steel, he's like, you just gotta wipe them out. Yeah. And if you have developed a relationship with them, you can say, oh, they side with me, don't worry about them, and you complete that quest at that point. Yes, but uh, but if you're not side with Brotherhood of Steel and you still want to convince them to let them live, you're like, no. No, yeah. that's stupid. Yes. So you would need to go out of your way to... Uh, Get idolized yes. by Brotherhood, go back to Mr. House and be like, they fucking love me now. How about now? Right. Uh, so, again, it depends on what you... So there's a... This is all building up to a showdown. It's the second battle of the Hoover Dam. Uh, and depending on who you side with uh, is depending on how this is all going to go down. And if you decide to go into it independently or with Mr. House, you're basically getting shit done while the two sides fight each other. Uh, most importantly, we need to find out what this platinum chip does, why it's so important... Etc. So, things that go boom. You talk to the boomers. Reed, do you have anything to say about the boomers? They're my least favorite faction in the game. What do I think about the boomers? So they're living on a on like an air force base. Uh, yes, I what yeah. I, what I a lot of running around. This yeah, mission. I would say this is probably the worst part about the game. Um, they're the they're the weakest faction. They're just people that have artillery and shoot anybody that comes near yeah, them. Yeah, and you have to do like five quests. To get their help, and it's just very annoying. They're they're monotonous they're, quests. Yeah, they're not yeah. very interesting. Getting there is a fucking hassle, and I ninety nine percent of the time I am just murdering everybody because I'm like I, you, <laughs> I fucking hate all of you so much for making me come out here. Yeah. Uh, after that, you are given King's Gambit, in which uh, you have to actually get the Freeside locals and the NCR citizens to to work together. The issue here being that NCR is muscling in on Freeside, uh, which is a place that they have no jurisdiction. 
Uh, it's mostly run by gangs. So the king himself, who is an eldest impersonator, I always find it very strange in this game that they decided to do this faction and have no licensed Elvis music in the entire game. I always thought that was weird. Because they never say Elvis. They only ever they say, only say the king. They only say the king. So for all intents and purposes, I like the king as a character. He's very fair. Uh, he is, sure, a criminal, but he uh, seems to be looking out for the little guy. Uh, there's a quest I did yesterday in which NCR has just been beating up citizens uh, and then distributing food, but only to NCR citizens and uh, turning away anyone else. And you learn that the NCR actually sent an envoy uh, to the king's headquarters and uh, they were brutally beaten. And the king has no idea about this. You learn that there's a, a guy in the king's midst that's kind of going into business for himself here. Basically, uh, you have to get the, ki- the king and his people on their side. Uh, not hard to do. For the Republic Part 2... Impressed by the courier's ability to deal with the free side problem, Colonel Cassandra Moore recruits the courier as a private contractor for assistance in other NCR problems around the Mojave. Uh, so you have to, uh, at this point, go see the Great Cons, which we talked about last week. It's very hard to get the Great Cons to like you enough that they don't just shoot you when you walk by, especially after the Boulder City thing. Uh, but yeah, you need to figure them out as well. Uh, some of these also lead you to other side quests you may have missed along the way, uh, such as the Helios 1 uh, side quest. So, uh, you'll know when it happens, Aaron Campbell, Kimball after this, current president of the New California Republic, uh, he's holding a medal ceremony uh, for morale improving speech, the troops of the Hoover Dam. Kimball and the NCR are fully aware of the dangers uh, to hold such a ceremony, but the morale boost, this ceremony will be crucial to the upcoming battle. Uh, again, they are really into democracy and the military almost to, to a fault. Uh, and then, of course, they're not in check. Uh, so I said, a lot of the NCR mission stuff kind of uh, hits differently with the current world events, where you see, like, oh, they just got a stockpile of guns and put on uniforms and now think they're in charge. It's basically what's happened with the NCR. Uh, Ranger Grant is responsible for security at the event and asked the courier to help during the ceremony. Uh, so there is an attempt... So there's an attempt on the president's life here, right? Yeah. Do you remember more of this quest? I remember yeah. everything about it. So it depends on what faction you're in, of course. So if you're Caesar's Legion, you're the one sneaking in trying to do everything. So you have to put on, first of all, a disguise. You have to make sure you're not vilified by the NCR. If you are, they will see through your disguise no matter what. So hopefully you're not vilified. Otherwise, you have to do it the old school way, and that is failing the quest. Because he won't, President won't lound down if you're fucking killing everybody. Yeah. So if you're in Legion, you can do this a few ways. One... You can go to the top of the tower and take out the sniper, and then you snipe the president once he's down. Or two, you can make your way up to the helipad, and while the president lands and makes a speech, you plant a bomb on the plane and leave. Both ways can be done through either just killing people or uh, skill checks. Um, <laughs> Recurring theme in New Vegas. You yeah, can't just kill yeah, people. If you're doing the wild card or Mr. House, it's up to you if you want him to live or die. It doesn't really matter. Um, I, from what I remember, it's been a long time since I did either of those playthroughs or got to that particular point at least. Um, and then NCR is very simple. It's Caesar's Legion, but the opposite. You have to stop the sniper on the roof who is an, who is a Legion guy. Yeah. And then you have to defuse the bomb on the hell, on the helicopter. Uh, as long as you get those things accomplished, uh, you will save President Kimball or if you're a Legion, you'll kill President, President Kimball and you'll be, and that's a complete success. So uh, when you signed with, with, with Caesar, and next episode we're going to get into 
uh, Caesar's Legion and their ideology, because it's a bit more complicated than that. And of, we're finally going to introduce Legate Lanius. Uh, yes, so we're going to talk more about uh, the Legion and uh, what they're all about, because un- unlike the NCR, there is a little bit of nuance to them. They're still fucking awful assholes, but yeah. uh, Caesar's also much less interested in... Um, uh, more of the factions. The thing he is after does not re- it mean he needs people on his side. He's trying to take over a fucking dam, and then we will. Hey, the Boomers will just become another tribe of Kaiser's Legion, yeah. right? Uh, he does ask you to go see the Boomers. He also points you to the Ultralux because he wants to know what's going on there. He also has information about the Securitron Vault, which of course is tied to the Platinum Chip. Uh, and we will talk about that next week, and also what Mister House demands of you in order to side with him, and what it ultimately means. If you do the independent ending and of this the game. sarcastic happy answers Yes Man gives you if you fuck up. Uh, yeah. Great! We didn't need all those robots to help us anyway. I'm sure you could do it by yourself. He's Yes Man. He's, he's on your side <laughs> no matter what. Uh, yeah, so the thing about this game though is that when you get to this point in the game and it kind of flushes itself out with all the factions, at that point it is up to you to continue to explore there's a whole north part of this map that the game really doesn't point you to yeah uh full of side quests and fun stuff to do as well as the dlc which i always recommend people start doing in amongst uh this running around because basically you, if you decide to follow the uh the house storyline you are meeting all these factions you are either destroying them or or bringing them under the fold uh and ultimately you are doing all this work and you can decide at the end that you aren't going to help any one of these three factions you are just going to either destroy the robots and be a complete agent of yeah. joker energy as I, I like to call I, it i love how if you destroy all the securitrons but still side by yourself or with mr house and you get to the final part of the game with uh, the colonel shows up or the general yeah and you're like look at my securitron force behind you it's only like two of them yeah because you, because you fucking blew up all of them hey you try to get into the vegas strip those yeah. two securitrons fuck you right up yeah uh, and then mr and then yes man's like great Controlling New Vegas with just two Securitrons will yeah. be easy. Uh, so the, the, what I'm trying to say at this point is the game uh, has a lot of content here, but really is only the first time you play through expecting you to follow one or the other and then have replay value, which sucks in a Fallout game. And it comes back to what happened in Fallout 3 where there was a definitive ending. When you f- finish the main story, your save file is done. Like, there's nothing left to do. And they eventually changed that with the DLC. The third DLC, mind you, Broken Steel. Uh, but yeah, this game kind of comes to a comes to a head here, where okay, there's nothing really left to do but complete the game. So, we get this. Fallout New Vegas. What we're going to talk about today is Kaiser's Legion exclusively. And then next week we are going to talk about the end of the game, a few select side quests, and the DLC, and that's probably going to be most of the episode. We'll start maybe with a little talk about Ghost of Tsushima as we both plan to play it. Yeah. I might finish Final Fantasy this weekend, we'll see. Uh, and I want to talk about that, but otherwise we will talk exclusively about New Vegas. So, Fallout New Vegas, Kaisar's Legion, they are an imperialistic, ultra-reactionary, totalitarian, uh, totalitarian. Uh, it's a hard word for you, a dictatorship based on large-scale slavery, you know. It's good stuff. I like the United States. Uh, founded in 2247 by Edward Sallow, it's uh, it's Kaiser. Yeah, and probably because uh, it was a misreading since they're in the future, right? Right. Yeah, they don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, and he was a follower of just the like apocalypse. you with the totalitarian. <laughs> yeah, and just like Rome, they follow the structure of assimilating other tribes into their greater empire. Yeah. So Joshua Graham, the Burn Man, 
uh, was the other guy to found it, uh, also known as Malpice Legate, I believe is what he was called. Uh, the Legion uses trappings of the ancient Roman Empire as a part of unifying identity imposed on its tribes and does not recreate any cultural, so, uh, social, or political institutions of ancient Rome. The Legion itself is simply a slave army built on ruthlessly utilitarian principles supported by several uh, tributary populations. This wow. is a video game. This is a video game I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, enslaved men are used for combat. Uh, they are called legionaries. Uh, while enslaved women are forced to bear children and support the war effort, both the predominantly uh, reconditioned tribals. So what's interesting here is in IRL, the Roman Empire never let women into the army, which wasn't admittedly a big deal back then, but it was one of the many things you could point to for their ultimate downfall, that if you, if you separate this... I mean, it went through all of, of the Dark Ages and, and medieval, medieval times, right? Like, women just weren't as prevalent on the, on the front lines um, do, doing the battle. Uh, both are predominantly uh, reconditioned tribals, forming a well-organized, culturally but, insular fighting force. And women still are allowed in the new Kaiser's Legion in New Vegas. Mm -hmm. And he talks about that in the game, too, which is really nice. Uh, as of 2281, mainly operates east of the Colorado River uh, and the Grand Canyon in the former states of Arizona and New Mexico and much of Utah and Colorado. So they've spread out quite a bit. They're a huge threat uh, at the point of this game. And it would be really cool to see this faction pop up in a future Fallout game. Yeah, and what I love about this is it directly correlates mainly to Fallout 2. Fallout mm -hmm. 2 really enforced the tribe aspect of the Fallout universe, which is a lot of people that didn't come out of these vaults, they would have reverted back to a tribal sort of living uh, just due to the environment, due to the fact that there's no more education or anything like that. They would obviously fall back into that. I love how Caesar's Legion is like, let's take that and we'll, we'll say something happened to these tribes. What happened? Oh, they were all assimilated into a bigger thing. What's that similar to? Rome? And they, yeah. went, they went further and further on from there. One guy read a book. Yeah, it's not, like, it's not like Fallout 3 where you don't see any tribes. It seems like everybody is fresh out of a vault almost. Um, yeah. Which I don't appreciate as much. <laughs> uh, Kaiser has made no effort to establish a civilian culture. Uh, though civilized communities who submit to legion rule are generally allowed to keep their freedom to an extent, rather than being absorbed into the army. As his ultimate goal is to conquer the new California Republic and merge its civilian culture and infrastructure with the military strength of the legion, creating a new totalitarian empire. So he's not necessarily looking to... He's completely dismantled the new he's California He's looking to Republic. make Nazi Germany, basically. <laughs> which, no, Backwards. Yeah. No, no, which is a mix between modern society and old dictator empireship. You know what I mean? Uh, Legion symbol is a golden bull on a red field, which is derived from the standard Legio X Equestris and oh, gee, boy, uh, Gaius Julius Caesar's uh, favored legion. All right. Uh, so in the year 2246, we're jumping back almost a decade here, the followers of the Apocalypse sent a group of nine members to the Arizona Wastelands to study the region's tribal languages. The group included follower Edward Sallow, who met with the new Canaanite missionary uh, Joshua Graham, a specialist in tribal dialects. Not long into their travels, the group was captured by the Blackfoot tribe and held for ransom. At the time, the tribe warred against seven other tribes and suffered from a lack of skill in warfare. Against his companions' wishes, Sallow aided the Blackfoots to save him and his companions from the captors' enemies, giving them knowledge of gun maintenance, small unit tactics, explosive improvisation, and military strategy. The tribals admired Salo so much that they made him their leader. I guess that's just how that government works. Uh, with that, Salo took the name uh, Kaisar and began reorganizing the tribals he commanded into a legion. And the rest, it goes on here. It tells you the entire history. Oh, of, I love it. Oh, uh, put it in my veins. Uh, yeah. So, uh... And there's a lot more exposition to this, specifically regarding the Lonesome World DLC. There's a character named Ulysses. Uh, 
I can't fucking... Ulysses? Per- Ulysses? Uh, Ulysses? Ulysses? Yeah, sure. Ulysses, yeah? No, it's Ulysses. Ulysses? Fuck. Sure. It, the what Greek name. God damn it. Um, but he has a lot to uh, add on to the Caesar's Legion being a former member of them, uh, among other things, uh, mm. which is really neat, and I love the exhibition going towards it. Caesar's Legion in general... Ulysses, or Ulysses... I don't think, I don't know which. I uh, was once a member of the Twisted Hares, a powerful tribe of uh, in Arizona that forged an alliance with the fledgling Kaiser's Legion in 2247, becoming its scouts during the conquest of Arizona. Yes. Ulysses was one of uh, the most successful scouts in the Twisted Hares, traveling vast distances in search of enemies, both Kaiser's Legion and the Twisted Hares. However, once the Legion's campaign ended in Arizona, Kaiser promptly rewarded their aid by breaking the uh, alliance and betraying them, conquering and enslaving them as he had done with all other tribes in Arizona. Yes. And he's um, got a problem with that. Absolutely. There's a very few video games that give you this much depth in regards to a villain's perspective. Hey, do you know what's really interesting about this? As it directly compares to The Last of Us 2. How do you build up a villain early in your game that you want to actually maybe understand the point of view of later in the game? You and Kaisar's Legion is somewhat that. Yeah you, know what, yeah, you know what the answer is? How do you understand these guys? You go up to Kaisar and you ask him, what's the deal? Yeah. And he gives he and he's like and he's basically like, Man, I'm surprised, first of all, that anyone would really give a shit about any of this, but I'll tell you and he proceeds to give you like a twenty minute basically what you just said, like explanation about what Kaiser's Legion and he doesn't hide any facts. No. It's not like he's saying like he's trying to pretend like he's some great force or he's a good person. He's like, This is what the wasteland needs, I'm bringing it together. I'm basing this off a total totalitarian government. Totalitarian, yeah. yeah. That the Romans had assimilating <laughs> tribes into nameless factions. Yeah, so like you, I watched a video that was kind of about the Legion, just this information, and then I watched one that was of like an expose. It was like thirty minutes long, and this guy's like, "This is why Kaiser's Legion will ultimately fail," and it was like just a essay on like here's all the here's all the faults with them. They try not to use firearms. Well. I don't need to tell you that if you're bringing a fucking knife to a gunfight, over time, you're going to expend more bodies than you have yeah. to beat the, the New California Republic. And really, the New California Republic, they are interesting in that they, they're hypocrites or like they, they present democracy or they present the old world. But, but they, you dig into it and you're like... But they're just as corrupt as the right. old world. They're, yeah. Because you still... No matter what, even if it's a democracy, you still have people on top, and those people on top are not immune to The, to, the only to difference is Kaisar's Legion calls those people slaves, whereas the NCR calls them civilians. Citizens, yeah. yeah, citizens. But they're but at the same time, they also don't put them in shackles and make them lift heavy fucking rocks. Yeah, sure, it. but somebody's got to do it. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, so, no, they're both factions the NCR and uh, Kaiser's Legion are both hypocritical in different ways and just mm-hmm. as we said before they're both good and bad in different ways for the wasteland it is portrayed by the game that and it, it, honestly Caesar's Legion is more of a villainous faction they fucking crucify people for Christ's sakes and some right. people don't do that at least um but I love again it. comparing them to yeah. Abby and her friends they I killed love, those people they don't kill you yeah I love that this I love that New Vegas portrays Kaiser and Kaiser's Legion as unapologetically ruthless yeah. because they feel that is the only way that anything's going to happen anyway. Right. And, so. and just as NCR Legion has individuals that are corrupting things, it's not like Kaiser's Legion, it's only Kaiser at the top and that's it. He has, uh, first of all, the guy you mean in Novak, or mm-hmm. uh, uh, Nipton, sorry. Yeah, the guy uh, who usually gets a grenade yeah, in his pocket. Yeah, he seems to take great pleasure in crucifying people and stuff right. like that. Whereas Kaiser just sees it as a means to an end, not yeah. something he derives pleasure in. 
in the same breath, Kaiser, like you said, he has a plan. He wants to take over the West, assimilate civilian culture with his military right. might, and become a new society. His second in command, Legate Lanius, one of the most memorable characters from the game, easily one of the coolest voices. For yeah, sure. absolutely one of the coolest voices as well. But it's been it's been told many times that he does not share the same views as Kaiser at all. If he was in charge, he would be a total genocide. He would just fucking kill NCR and NCR citizens until there's nothing left in the West. Right. Um, so I love that Caesar Kaiser still has contention in his own camp anyway. It's not, it's not just like, oh yeah, I'm the leader, everybody will follow what I say no matter what. He has problems. He's like, if I die, especially from this fucking tumor in my head. Right, so the idea would be that in a radioactive wasteland that everybody dies of a tumor at some point. Kaiser is an older man. He's, as we said, uh, his his history goes back like 60 years before this game even starts. Right, and, he, and, uh, and, and he's like, yeah, I have this tumor in my head. I'm going to die unless you do something about it. And we'll, t- we'll talk briefly about that. But I just, I love how... Now's the best time, yeah, uh, really. But yeah. I love how Kaiser, uh, it's not him as simple being like, I just want to live. He's like... If I die, Legate Landings will take over for me, and Kaiser's Legion will just become a murdering mass force, and nothing will be accomplished. Kaiser, even though he's ruthless, he's very aggressive, and he has very uh, immoral tactics, he has a means to an end. There is a purpose to what he's doing. I And the game explains that very clearly, very vividly to you, and there's not many games that do that. Yeah. There's not uh, many games that would give that amount of attention to their villain. Well, it's like, it's necessary in this game where they are asking you to side with one or the other or turn against both, yeah. right? Um, it and, gives you so much information to make the choice. Yes. Uh, and that, unfortunately, makes the game, even though it's one of the most replayable games in the series, makes it very difficult uh, to replay without already thinking of those things in your mind as you build your character, as you move through the game, as you... You know, you encounter a, a one of the tribes in the game that you have to make peace with or fuck up, right? If you know where you're going, then you know how that interaction is going to go. Right. Whereas the first time you play the game, you make friends with someone, and, and then, then someone it, tells you to kill them. Yeah. And, well, yeah. That's uh, yeah. that's the that's the problem with all open world. Uh, that's not that's not necessarily games. the problem. That's the best part about it, but also the part that makes a narrative game like that. You need a new game to come out, so there's some mystery in that. Yeah. Uh, because once you know, you know. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, Kaiser's yeah. Legion, one of the most unique, fun, and deep factions I've seen in a video game. Really, yeah, really fleshed out uh, into the light, and just like here's what they're about. You're gonna disagree with a lot about what they're about, but also look at these guys. What what is the lesser yeah, evil? And, and yeah. not even just that. It's, you're gonna disagree with a lot of their tactics and stuff, but you can't argue with the results and the means to an end. He makes no. He makes no uh, secret of his intentions. He makes no secret of his methods. He's upfront and honest about everything, and there's some admiration in that regard. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's still a monster, but uh, yeah, I, I fuck the game just takes so much more care and love in giving you everything you could possibly want in regards to every character, every faction. So there's no, there's no, there's no questions. It's yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable. If if Abby took the amount of responsibility that Kaiser did, <laughs> totally have a different story. If she was just yeah. like, yeah, I fucking killed Joel. Yeah. I did it. It's over. Spoilers. It's done. Yeah. I, I'm uh, based on sales right now and how they steeply dropped off for that game. Anyone who was interested in that game has already bought and played it. It's, it's so crazy. Like, uh, But let's not bleed that game into this game. No. Uh, it doesn't deserve it. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be our, our discussion this week. Next week, like I said... 
we're going to try to finish this game out. What will we review next? We're already discussing that. Uh, and that's kind of it, man. Good show. New Vegas. New Vegas. We started talking about Fallout New Vegas in March. <laughs> <A> long, <laughs> four look, months ago. Look, to be fair, we started right before COVID-19. <laughs> to, to be, like, we, we knocked out Nier Automata in four weeks back to back to back to back. Because we didn't have a goddamn global uh, pandemic. Yeah, about. so I feel like New Vegas, uh, I mean, ironically, got to uh, an apocalyptic game. Uh, here we are on the brink <laughs> of uh, disaster. Uh, but... We're going to put it to bed today, and we've said a lot about New Vegas. I don't feel like we've done it... I don't think we've done it a disservice. Like, we've talked about this game for, like, six parts Yeah, now. but you don't think we've done it uh, justice, either. I think it's... Well, we're taking how, how, weeks in between, But, yeah, right? how could you do this game? I'm sure once we do the compiled video, it'll come out a lot better. Yeah, when, when we realize we talked about the same thing for 20 minutes in two separate episodes or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Uh... But suffice it to say, like we've done, but we talked about everything. We talked about the NCR, the Caesar's Legion, the side quest. What the more can we? What more could you ask the, for? We talked about the companions. We talked about the structure. Like you know, yeah. So oh, I agree with you. So yeah, I think I'm we ready to put this game back. Yeah, let's polish uh, it. Uh, so the ending of the game, uh, much like the way Fallout Three was initially, uh, it's a it's a definite ending. You basically choose who you side with, either the NCR, the uh, the Caesar's Legion, or yourself, Mister House, or Mister House, or yourself. Uh, and you either have the army of robots, you don't have the army of robots. Yes. So you, e so yeah. the Mister House and Wildcard ending also have basic also in themselves have two endings depending on if you had the robot army or not. Which is so fucking cool again. Yeah. Especially because Yes Man will keep being super passive aggressive about it. He's like, great, we didn't need all those robots to destroy <laughs> two whole armies. I'm sure you could do it all Fuck by it. yourself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you play one side against the other. You you make your all the different tribes of the wasteland there. You find them. You either befriend them, destroy them, yeah, and uh, what this have you. Directly the only thing it really affects is the ending of the game. Mm. It doesn't really affect the actual battle of Hoover Dam in any way. So if I'm not mistaken, in most cases, unless you have sided with Kaiser's Legion, you fight Legate Lanius. Yes. He is the last boss of the game. Yeah, if, unless you're with Caesar's Legion, you will fight Legate Lanius. Uh, but in true Obsidian fashion, you can convince him to stand down. You don't have to fight him. Yeah, you I can convince the most bloodthirsty, yeah. brutal man of the apocalypse who has, who his only policy is to make everybody bleed... And to, like, <laughs> completely wipe out the NCR as opposed to assimilating, which Kaiser wants to do. Um, also, Caesar's ending, also very different depending if you let Caesar live or die. Right. Um, which we can get into after. But yeah, Legate Lanius, no matter what, will be the end boss of the game. You have to have a perfect speech skill of 100. Which, it, you, you know, you should. not hard to do. Yeah, if you, yeah. If you aren't a total bitch, yeah, you'll have 100 speech. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Convincing people to do things. Yeah. Uh, I remember in Operation Anchorage in Fall 3, the DLC, at the very end, there's, like, a fight with, like, the Chinese army, and the general comes up to you and he's got the electric sword, and you don't even need a speech 100 to basically be like... Kill yourself. Uh, kill yourself, and then he does. <laughs> oh, that's, like, at Fall 3 with the robot president, President Eden. Yeah. Uh, you can just convince him to fuck Smarter it. Smarter than a computer. Yeah, you yeah. can convince him that his own existence is bullshit, and he, like... Yeah, like, I always think that New Vegas is, is 
ending is lame, to be honest with you, and that it, it does boil down to like a war. It comes down to a fight, but that's no, kind of but the thing I, that's, that's been. But they, they, they yeah. made no secret about that. The entire game is telling. Yeah, you I know this whole thing's leading up to a battle at Hoover Dam for this, and what your actions will determine what happens after said battle and yeah. during, of course. Uh, you you boot that general off the cliff or whatever. Uh, the, there's a Ron Perlman voiceover at the end of the game that kind of su- uh, sums up. What you've done across the wasteland and okay. where things will be set, and then the game's over. Yeah. So um, and Ron Perlman will narrate directly. <laughs> so it, basically, he'll go over every major faction or companion that you've encountered, and he'll give you one or two, one of two stories, depending if you completed that companion or that faction's quest line, or you didn't. So if I went to the Boomers and I helped them and they became part of my team, they would be like. Uh, the boomers thrived after the war. They kept secluded. They kept blowing up their technology, and soon they became an, their own like country. Um, yeah, maybe or, they. Or if their, you wipe, yeah, yeah, if you wipe them out, you'll be like, uh, the courier wiped out all the boomers. Their last remaining survivors wandered onto the wasteland, assimilating to other tribes. And it does the same thing with companions. Um, like Boone, if you help out with Boone, they'll be like, Boone now over his dead wife and the atrocities he committed against Caesar's legion. Uh, went to Novak and like protected it for the rest of his life and became a good person. And if he didn't help Boone, it'd be like, yeah, he went to fucking Camp Bitter Springs and just charged in on a suicide mission <laughs> and got himself killed because he's dude. depressed as because he's yeah. depressed as fuck. Depressed as fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, the, the game does end there. Your save file uh, opens up in a place I think you can leave. Uh, so that's like a video game trope uh, that I feel like they don't do too much anymore. The uh, the finite ending. Uh, I know something. I'm trying to think of like some other games I've done it recently that aren't like with New Vegas. There's so much more to do uh, that I I almost like at a certain point to completely step away from the main quest because there's a sense of urgency that gets there that the other follow games no, have from the but, start. No, but I like what I like about New Vegas is urgency as opposed to a three or four. Three or four is like your fucking dad slash son is missing. You need to go find him. There's nothing else that could possibly be more important than this. <laughs> that's not whereas, a dad slash yeah, son. That's your dad in yeah, one game. Whereas, New, yeah, whereas New Vegas, they keep saying, yeah, like they're going to attack Hoover Dam at some point. Yeah. So like you don't feel guilty doing other shit because it's not like Caesar's Legion is attacking Hoover's Dam. Mm-hmm. It'd be different. Hoover's if, Dam. Yeah, it'd be known. different if you if you got a quest that's like Caesar's Legion is attacking Hoover's Dam. Go stop them. No, that's called Fallout Four. Where yeah, your that, shit's constantly being yeah, attacked. Yeah, that would be urgency because yeah. that shit is happening, but it has everything waits for you. You'd be halfway across the fucking wasteland. You come back and what's his name? It's just like, hey, where the fuck were you? We lost some people. We got attacked. You have to retake this thing now. And she's hey, like, or I just never played. Needs your help. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Learn how to use the guns they gave you, for fuck's sake. Uh, but yeah. Uh, no, I think it's a fantastic ending, personally. I love the amount of choices. Like I said, Wildcard or Mr. House, you have two there right away. Caesar's yeah. Legion, like we were talking about before, we can go into that now. So Kaiser is a brain tumor, because he lives in the fucking post-apocalypse, and people yeah. are going to be sick. Everybody eventually gets a brain tumor. So you have basically one of three options to do with this. One, you could kill him on purpose when he asks you to perform... You need to pass a medical check in order to even get this dialogue choice. Um, but you can pass a medical check of 30, I, I guess, to basically say, I'll perform brain surgery on you, Caesar. No problem. Yeah. And then you need an actual, but then you need an actual medical skill of like 80 to actually do it. Yeah. So here you can kill him on purpose. You can kill him on accident or you can save him. <laughs> yeah. So if you kill him on purpose or an accident, it's the same result. Uh, basically, uh, the other, like, like the other members of Caesar's Legion is like fucking Caesar's dead. 
That means the new leader is Legate Lanius. Lots of people are happy about that. Lots of people aren't. And you basically get told that Legate Lanius isn't like Caesar at all. He's bloodthirsty. He doesn't assimilate tribes. He wipes out people. He will make the entire West run with blood. Uh, so that's really fucking cool. Because if you go into Caesar's Legion, into the ending with Legate Lanius, your objectives will mostly be the same as Caesar's. But he'll just be like, fucking kill everybody, dude. Just do it. Fuck you. And Kaiser is a lot more reserved, like, yeah, you need to do this and that. That's about it. Don't abandon your honor. Yeah. Jinsukai. Uh, <laughs> so, just to, to put this in uh, in history as the same episode we talked about Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there's a lot of side quests in the game. We can talk really briefly about what each of the DLC packs add. Uh, Fallout 3, in particular, kind of set the tone with, like, the DLC was very decent, very varied. Uh, and New Vegas I is, like is, the, is... I didn't like the three DLC very much. Like, Mothership Zeta. Oh, well, that's the, the worst of the bunch. Yeah, it but, doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Operation Anchorage doesn't do anything for me. Uh, Point Lookout and... That was three, right? Point Lookout's pretty all yeah. right. Uh, well, the Broken Steel was the continuation of the ending of the game where you, yeah. you drive the Enclave out. Uh, and then Operation Anchorage was just like, hey, you want some gear? Go through this computer simulation. Uh, and then the pit was kind of neat because it was a whole new, yeah, new map. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, collecting 200 steel uh, ingots in the, in the fucking... Uh, steelworks or whatever uh, but uh, there was dead money uh, which is very difficult especially if you're on hardcore mode uh, basically as a victim of a raw deal you must work alongside three other captured wastelanders to recover the legendary treasure of the Sierra Madre casino in dead money your life hangs in the balance as you face new terrain foes and choices uh, it is up to you and how you play your cards and the quest to survive uh, so this there's like a miasma in a lot of areas of this have you ever played dead money uh, no. So it's this giant, like, resort casino. No, I've seen playthroughs of it, yeah. Uh, and you, uh, yeah, there's, like, poisoned areas and all this kind of shit, and there's tons of treasure to get, uh, and it's an experience. It's it's a challenging, uh, cool DLC. It's weird that it was the first one, uh, but it was cool. Uh, Honest Hearts uh, is kind of main quest-related. Honest Hearts takes you on an expedition to the unspoiled wilderness of Utah's Zion National Park. Things go horribly wrong when your caravan is, an caravan is ambushed by a tribal raiding band. As you try to find your way back to the Mojave, you become embroiled in a war between the tribes uh, and a conflict between the new Canaanite missionary and the mysterious Burned Man, uh, who has ties to Kaisar's Legion. Yeah. Uh, the decisions you make will determine the fate of Zion. Uh, so it's an area where they got to use some green which uh, this game doesn't have a whole lot of, and they made this national park. Uh, you learn about the Burned Man and how he relates to Kaisar, and uh, was one of the easier uh, DLCs, and there's a few pieces of gear to get here. Uh, Old World Blues is really neat. Uh, you'll discover uh, how some of the Mojave's mutated monsters, such as Night Stalkers and Cazadors, uh, came to be when you unwittingly become a human experiment in the hands of, a, of five pre-war doctors. Uh, you'll need to scour the research centers of Big M.T., uh, in search of powerful weapons to join forces with them against Dr. Mobius. Remember the Mobius movie that's still coming out? Uh, who seeks to destroy all of their experiments uh, or use the technology to get revenge on them for abducting you. Yeah, Old World Blues, uh, Blues is easily the most uh, well-received or uh, receptive. Yeah, they steal your brain! Yeah, it's very uh, well-received um, by the community in general. I'd say probably the most well-received. Follow DLC in general. Uh, it's Yeah, it's got... Uh, it's wacky. It's weird. It weird has... enemies. They got those those skeletons walking around. Those automation suits. Like, yeah. uh, it's got a lot of cool uh, universe expanding 
Fallout stuff. Uh, that's actually quite good. Cool. I don't think I've ever actually finished Old World Blues, come to think of it. And then the DLC I know I have never played that it's I was one, working up to. It's the only one I have played, which is uh, Lonesome Road. The final DLC, Lonesome Road. Lonesome Road which brings is... the Courier's story full circle when you are contacted by the original Courier 6. Yes, uh, which yeah. I fucking love that the whole game keeps teasing that there's there was a courier that rejected your package before you picked yeah. it up. You can ask a lot of questions about it too, yeah, but and, it never... And, yeah. and he just says, no... Let Courier 6 have it, and you're a Courier 6. So you finally get to talk to Ulysses about all this shit. He basically takes you through this wild journey. Uh, essentially what he tells Ulysses you is... wild ride. Essentially what <laughs> he tells you is when you were still a Courier, uh, before you had the the Platinum Chip package, um, you, were, you uh, were tricked or duped somehow by, I think, Caesar's Legion or something to carry like a remote detonator that set off a bunch of dormant nukes in this area... That blew the the whole thing up called the divide and uh, killed any people there or turned them into these uh, really hard enemies called like the Wrathman or some shit I forget and he's basically just being like you're a big piece of shit look what you did here and you're like I didn't do nothing I was just doing my job and he's like well yeah like you should probably think about what you're doing before you do it um, but he goes fuck into, you man <laughs> yeah he goes into a very long line about every, about the whole game and every DLC and how he interacts. He visited Honest Hearts and deal and that DLC. He was at Old World Blues and there's dialogue with the big MT guys there that talk about Ulysses and how he visited there and talked to them. He was a scout for Caesar's Legion, being a member of a tribe that once Caesar promised that his tribe would be like um, independent and have their own religion and everything, but after. Uh, he did what he wanted them to do. He quickly killed anybody that resisted and assimilated the whole tribe. So Ulysses was... He soon found that there was fault... Just, he's kind of like the player, almost. He found yeah. faults in both the NCR and Kaiser's Legion. And he's trying to tell you that there are no good sides in the apocalypse anymore. Like, there's nothing good you can do. He has very good dialogue. His voice actor is fucking chef's kiss. The DLC is basically <laughs> just a straight line, though, of fighting enemies. Hmm. Um, it's very difficult, very combat heavy, so it's not the best, admittedly, in that regard, because Fallout, its strongest strength is not the combat, in modern Fallout anyway, right? But the DLC is very well received, uh, I liked it a lot, Ulysses is a fantastic character who has really interesting dialogue. If you've never played the DLC, Lee, I highly recommend going on I was uh, I was working my way up to it. I had a new character I was rolling, uh, and I was planning to get to it, and I still am. Uh, just all these other games. Yeah, but the best part of that DLC is factionless riot gear, which is so fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. That's Big the, fan of that. Like, NCR Trooper gear or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that is Fallout New Vegas. A That's huge Fallout game. Vegas. Ten years old. Lonesome Road came out September 20th, 2011. Ooh. Nine years ago, baby. Uh, a great game. And uh, Obsidian has has been in relative obscurity uh, in terms of like a big RPG product. A project, obviously, they had the Outer Worlds uh, come out, which was a nice little romp. Uh, you kind of soured on it by the time you finished it, I think. In terms of uh, it, it, it's a it's a budget game that presents itself as so much more. Uh, Outer Outer Worlds. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, um, Outer. Yeah. Uh. That's a conversation for another day to be yeah. honest. So. That's the next game we'll be yeah. featuring. No, uh, it's not. <laughs> no, yeah, so in terms of uh, what we're going to be talking about next, uh, we got to kind of mill it over here. Uh, there's been some there's some names in the mix. We'll figure out what, what it's going to be. No, but... I, had my fu- I had my last dream about this, Lee. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What does that, what does that mean? It was, the... <laughs> it was my last dream. Oh, okay. planting seeds here. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about just the Blitzball minigame <laughs> from Final Fantasy X. 
Uh, and, you know, a lot of people don't like engaging with it because you're forced to play a Blitzball game. But really, as a side game, uh, you know, they took out the card game and they put in Blitzball. Like, we're and not really, gonna, that's not gonna it's as fun as anything else. Uh, so that's going to be New Vegas. That's also going to be the show for this week. Thank you for signing up. Of course, at Titsiceberg is us on Twitter. Lee at Titsiceberg.com is my email. You can uh, comment with a topic or question anywhere, and we'll get to it if we find it interesting. Uh, for myself, Lee, and for Reed, let's go play some more Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima.